What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Film Vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bishop, our host for today. Top five old new movies. Yes, our annual list of the best movies we caught up on last year from years past. Uh, normally, in the past, we've done this on uh, Patreon only, but we thought, hey, we both came to this conclusion independently. Hey, good topic, fun topic, a service. Let's bring it to the regular show. You're inspired by uh, Your Life is for People. A little, one, right. little one love. My, my list is for the people. And here we are. Mm-hmm. I've thought about that, sh- that a lot. <laughs> it's, it's got All staying bad. power. Also, Anderson, uh, appropriate to our topic, I'm going to have a couple of movies that I uh, caught up on and might be on next year's list of best new movies. Best old new movies. Best old new. Yeah, a couple yeah. of movies I caught up on from years past in the last couple of months. Oh, but you haven't brought them with me. They no, weren't because, good enough. Yeah, because they're not for last year. They're going to be for 2024. Okay. So still, why didn't you let us know like right after you watched? Because I'm watching Oscar movies. This is absolutely perfect time to talk Go, about old gotcha. news. Copy that. Old Copy old all of that. Okay. I also have some Oscar movies. I don't get it. I'm I'm confused to be honest. I have no idea what's happening. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, good to see y'all. First time in person in a long time. I know, yeah, right? Three weeks, three yeah. a month. Uh, Avery and I are freezing. Uh, it's very, very cold here in the studio. You nice often complain about how hot it is. Gonna put on my jacket right now. It's actually kind of settled in nicely with how hot this pot is. Nah, nice. And if I'll turn the heat up, I can do it with my phone. No, no, no. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I can do it with right my phone. I'm good. just trying to show off if I can adjust the heat remotely. Uh, we also have some very, very uh, worthwhile flick fessing to do. Indeed. This is one of those weeks where I... I saw a number of movies, but uh, I'm only talking about a few because there's only a few worthy of talking about. But the ones that I'm going to be talking about, for the most part, are worthy of talking about. Uh, also, we just had a 45-minute pre-show meeting. Oh, which I'm all we talked never, out. Never do. But uh, big things afoot uh, for the old on the horizon. Yes. Yeah, it's finally, weird. it's uh, 20 years in. We're finally, I finally smart got, about the program. Finally, I do something to grow the show. Uh-huh. I have never had less job security. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's true. Uh, everything to do with the first 45 minutes, uh, uh, the 45 minute meeting we just had uh, is all about edging Avery out. Yeah. The subtext was really, here's what Avery should be doing. Uh, yeah. Should have been doing for a long time. Could have been doing yeah. if he was a real go-getter. And, and is uh, incapable of doing going forward. In fact, Avery even did one worse, which was at the end of the meeting with uh, the unnamed person, Drake, uh, who we were talking uh, to, with about growing the program. Uh, 
Avery uh, not only said, hey, I'll take the reins there, guys. Uh, it sounds like some good ideas. No, Avery says, hey, uh, Drake, who wants to do a bunch of cool stuff for the film, well, I'll be contacting you uh, about doing that for me. Yeah, I'll fall over <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to leverage Took your network. Took a lot of balls. Took balls. Leverage, I like it. Leverage I like your that. network. Every so let's, keep the, let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep that I love I'm it. Just, I love I'm it. just trying to get famous enough so I can block your numbers. Avery's transitioning mm. more and more into an, an on-air presence, which uh, upsets uh, a number of you. Uh, but I think the majority of you are thrilled about that. Well, so that's I, like 50% of the hosts. I'd say. Show. What's what? that? What? Oh, 50%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for the uh, the Avery uh, uh, coming on coming on board more. I, uh, I hate it. <laughs> well, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> How about that? It's easy fix for you. Easy fix for you. Hey, uh, real quick little plug. Uh, speaking of self-serving, uh, I have a picture lock I might still tweak a couple things because I'm crazy, but pretty much a picture lock with the loaded for bear short, hey. which is it turned out pretty well. Pretty nice. good. I got some real great performances out of everyone involved and it, and it looks good and I'm happy with it. Uh, it infuriates me right now that you've locked your picture in the time, uh, well in the time I've been shooting these documents. But it's just a, the short. I know. Side. You know, I got three. It's a, still my efforts are three prong. You know, it's I got the short film, which kind of came uh, came up out of the blue because of the SAG after strike. We took advantage of that. And then also the ongoing documentary, which is feature length. And then ultimately we would like to get a uh, narrative feature out of this, which has been, you know, what started this whole crazy journey for Loaded for Bear. But uh, if you would like to contribute and be part of the Loaded for Bear uh, uh, credits uh, on the film as well as on IMDb, the clock is ticking. I'd say three weeks, two uh -huh. to three weeks. I'm going to say three weeks at the most. If I don't have it done by then, then some somebody dropped the ball, probably me. Wait, well, sorry. What are you? Uh, what are people supposed to do in the next three weeks? Uh, I'm going to have the, the, the movie will item? be cooked. It will be done. It will be finished. Uh, as in, like I can't right. add any credits to it. There will be no more time to oh, open you're it back if up. If you want to contribute, now's the time. Yeah, it will come out of the kiln and it will be hardened and the resin will be finished. All right, there, there's no more uh, adding to it. So if you would like to be a part of this, not only this, but also the documentary, obviously, I, I'm in credit uh, fashion, uh, please go over to Loaded for Bear Doc. Dot com and uh, yeah we are in need the coffers are empty because of this gd short like uh, fifty thousand dollars went into the short film which was not scheduled when we started raising money for the documentary so if we didn't do the short we would be on easy street and really able to work hard and, and be able to delegate and hire people like avery who i'm trying to hire i don't have the money to pay avery right now so but if you if you've already given i'm not talking to you not talking to you guys at all some of you have given big and i really appreciate that your names will be in the short they're already sure. tattooed on Anderson. Yeah, probably displayed. T tattooed your load for bear. Brought to you by somebody sent me. Who was it? Somebody sent me uh, tattoos like a couple got, and it's pretty fucking great. Really, uh, ghost story related. Oh, oh do you oh, match them up in a mix like a mosaic? Yeah. So his was uh, the ghost in the window, huh? and then hers was the ghost in the window, and I, it said something to the effect, "Whatever the ghost says in the movie, like I can't remember or I'm not sure." Remember, like, who are you oh, here yeah. for? Yeah. Devastating. Oh, so devastating. I'm getting chills just talking about it. Fucking masterpiece, that ghost story. We got to invite them to our next live show. I'm, I'm Jillian's going to wake up with one of those tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> just somewhere she can never see it. Only you know about it. Something hurts. You really have to profile the shit out of someone who tattooed them without them waking up. The yeah. center of my back really hurts. Yeah, and there's a way to do this. I could accidentally burn her, and then she has to go in to get. Some, oh, this is getting dark quick. But and then she has to go to get treatments, and then she'll already be used to the pain. And then I'll. That's needlessly elaborate. Just, just get some uh, some profile in Mexico. I think it's illegal to brand your wife. I'm is not, it? I'm not positive on in that. this country, but 
That's true. We travel abroad a lot. (laughs) That's good. Get her to sign a power of attorney and then you can do anything you want. That's back to the profile. The only way she would ever sign that is if she was not of right mind. Okay. What are we doing? Why are we talking about my wife in this this, this way? Good start. Great. Great start. Hey, back to the, uh, doing something for a good cause. Loaded for bear doc. Yeah. If you're, (laughs) if you're underwater on your taxes, this is a perfect season that the people that did, uh, it was, it won't be for until next year's taxes. So that's another reason why it's really slow right now with, uh, the contributions. We'll get out ahead of it. But I'm trying to get people uh, this year trying to give people an incentive. If you would like to see your name on the big screen associated with this very legitimate short that will be screening at uh, <laughs> festivals. Now is the time. I don't know why you're laughing. I mean, I people say, can't see you, so they're assuming you're laughing at what I'm saying. And it makes nothing, nothing instills confidence more than saying it's very legitimate. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's legitimate. I mean, as far as like everything I've made. It's very legal and very cool. It is like the most legit because it's SAG after. So I was following all sorts of rules I would have normally mm-hmm. just ignored. Like when my assistant director, my, my second AD said, if you don't get this shot in two minutes, it's going to cost this production a whole lot of money. I don't, wow. want, to, I don't want to tell you how much extra, but two minutes. And I adhered to it. Whereas the I, post. I never heard anything like that before because I never done SAG after, but I would have had to pay meal penalties for like uh. 48 people or something. <laughs> Not good. Not good. That's pressure, you guys. That's yeah, a serious. lot of pressure. It's calling your shot. That's the shot clock winding down. Speaking of pressure and speaking of people and perspective and whatnot, um, uh, we uh, both watched a movie, EO, oh, yeah. Capitano, and I, I'm already upset with you know people of means who travel and they bitch about coach and they sure. bitch about uh, travel yeah. in general and how like the airports are bad and uh, the, the seats are small and uncomfortable yeah. and. I was, thinking about you, attitude. I was thinking about you guys quite a bit while watching Me? EO. Oh, just anyone who's ever oh. bitched. Back to my wife. She complains too. She loves traveling, but hates the plane. I don't care. I, I put me on a seat in between two strangers. I'm going somewhere awesome. Yeah. It's good. I'm going to suffer a little bit to get there, sure. but I'm not going to bitch. I'll bitch in Chagall if you, if you, you know, land the plane and then we get off and then they make us walk the length of the airport and then back just to get out because they have yeah. cones up. That happened to me in France. I was furious. But as far as just, you know, uncomfortable yeah, travel. Yeah. Just, yeah. Regarding variety, annoyances. Watch EO. Watch Yo, Yo Capitano. Capitano. Yeah. yeah. We'll be talking about that one change here. change your tune. My God. My God. That it's, a, it's a harrowing journey. It's harrowing. Yeah. It, a couple that pairs nice with Rebel, which I talked about last week. And oh, these yeah. are two movies that I feel like everyone should see. Yeah. You've seen neither, have you, Avery? No. Get the fuck out of here. I've <laughs> seen Taste of Things. All right. Well, Taste of Things is like playing like at one theater once a day. Get it out of here. Sounds like an excuse. I want to see it in the comfort of my home where I can like, cook a nice meal and, and eat it while yeah. watching. That's my, my move. That's what I want to do with the state of things. That's a good point. Yeah. That's the best way to watch a movie while cooking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cook beforehand and I bring it to the, uh, the coffee table. Soup and a movie, though. That's what I was planning it's on not doing. Bad. Not bad. But it's, it's, it's not uh, playing at, at good times. All right. Let's, uh, what do we do? Uh, what do we do here? One of the people. Without, without Mitch. Mitch will be replaced. Oh, will he be replaced? He could be replaced by uh, essentially three people within the next uh, that's couple how, weeks. That's how big of a job he was doing. That's right. It's a full rebuild for the uh, Film Vault franchise. That's right. There is a rebuild going on. With Mitch retiring. We are rebuilding. But you know how... No, nah, I don't want to say... Okay. <laughs> okay. That would have been like mean to Mitch, but you know how like a lot of teams rebuild and got to go out and get like younger, and I, but I, they're not there yet. We're rebuilding with like a veteran. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. Oh, this team is built to win now. Yes. We're bringing in a one-year contract. Sign him. Sign him up. All right. Let's put the camera on Avery, which means it's go time for Avery to do what? What's he going to do? I don't know. I'm going to do fan fiction. Hell and- yeah. 
Speaking of Mitch Burns, he has decided to step back in until no. he's replaced. Oh, that's nice. That means he's, even though the contract's up. Oh, yeah. Mitch. The manager can't oh. get him off the mound. He's the Jay Leto of uh, the show. Won't give well, up how's the ball. That? Leno wouldn't go away. Oh, I thought you said Jared Leto. I'm like, no, Jay oh, Jay Leno. Jay Leno? Oh, yeah. Leno would not go away. Get that's the fuck right. out of here. Yeah. Well, no, we're not saying that to me. I'm not saying well, I'm, you can well, say if, if you're calling him. I'm saying get the fuck in here. Yeah, I, I, I would love it if Mitch never went anywhere, but, uh, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. What does Mitch have to say? He says, starts off with listener comment by Krongos032284. That's, that's an aggressive name right off the bat. Uh, so I'm, I'm, already I'm bracing on. myself for what. The attention what's is a waning. <laughs> I'm just impressed that there's 32,083 other Krongos that he couldn't go. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Imagine the try on error to go to that number. Yeah, One, like, nope. <laughs> Two, <laughs> nope. It's been a whole week just like, God damn it. All right. Uh, Anderson and Brian's relationship. Oh, It is hilarious to me that some of you think that Anderson does not like Brian. Well, I think that. Most <laughs> male Sometimes. platonic close relationships involve a lot of talking shit and poking fun. It shows you care for a number yeah, of reasons. Fun is the, is the word. <laughs> fun is the right word. First, you know them well enough to know their flaws and our pet peeves. And second, it is endearing to know that you can be honest and funny with each other and it won't be taken seriously. I was surprised to hear about the feedback that they're getting about how Anderson acts towards Brian. Obviously, these two love each other as close friends. If you can't see that, then you are really literal. Who is this idiot? I like their dynamic because it feels real and reminds me of how my close friends and I act. Please continue with your banter as is. Comments from the post. I don't know about as it Comments is. from the post. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How many male friends have uh, the complainers uh, helped zip up? Probably less than Anderson. Oh, yeah. He's talking about when I zipped your uh, your package. That that's that story got a lot of lot of legs, mm. and I barely remember it. I remember it did happen, but yeah. it was. I don't remember it being a big deal at the time. I don't. I don't even know how it became part of lore. I brought it up probably. Was it in the book? No, I don't believe it was. Well, I, you know what? I fucking don't remember. When Brian and I, when, that when book he was, has been so successful, I, I can't even. <laughs> when Brian back. was really sick with the old uh, head trauma over there, I took him over to a movie. <laughs> uh, we're still arguing about what movie that was. I know it was District 9, and you think it was something else. Maybe I took you to a couple. No, it's D9. It might have been D9. But Brian was in such a bad way, and it was the first time you had been in public in a long, long time. I was on a walker, man. We were in the, but you hadn't been in like a public bathroom. I know, I'm saying it, might, long, it was difficult time. to get around because I was on the walker. So you had to, you had to go pee pee over there and uh, we were in the bathroom and uh, the uh, we, we weren't prepared. Neither one of us was really prepared for how weak you were that you weren't able to zip yourself. Now I didn't have to take you out or anything, but I was able to zip I actually you could zip. I couldn't button. Oh, so I, it was just a button. So I'm getting way too much couldn't credit shake. over here. And the button's a key part. It keeps it all together. King uh, upon it. I mean, I'm saying you did, you did the most important part. The button is the, uh, yeah. you gotta, it's not just one motion either. You gotta get both yeah, hands you really got, a two hand You gotta manipulate yeah. those uh, you know, fine motor skills. Yeah. Surprised Brian's not running with a, it's a two-hander. Oh, I, I did the heavy lifting. Avery, <laughs> we never talk about what happened. The second part of that story, when the, uh, the homophobes walked in and beat the fuck out of both. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that part. I enjoyed that part. <laughs> I, I had the benefit of being on chemo. I <laughs> what the it. fuck's going on in here? Not in my arc line. Uh, after, after they kicked our asses, they're like, all right, let's go enjoy District 9. <laughs> oh, they have a bit of a Siskel and Ebert dynamic. They're polar opposites in nearly every way, but there's a genuine affection. Well, I'm bald and I have brain tumors. I'm actually Siskel. Okay. I, you have nowhere else to go. I guess not. So I guess I'm Jawless Wonder. 
I think uh, Anderson hated Brian when they first met, though, sure. and some of his uh, Brian-ness still annoys him. Mm-hmm. That just makes it funny. You know, my first sin was upon meeting Anderson it was complimenting him. <laughs> All right, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Come on. And then lastly, the only time I can recall where it wasn't incredibly obvious he was just poking fun was the whole, I've been thinking about doing a movie podcast. Thing <laughs> that still, is true. Still thinking about it. That was the most angry I'd ever been with you. Still guy. thinking about it. Yeah. But now you got La Maga. But like a real movie podcast. <laughs> where there's listeners. That's right. Insight. On to the fan fiction. Where there's listeners out there. <laughs> Brian McCulley on Facebook. Saw Dune Part 2 last night in IMAX. How the oh fuck did you get Macaulay, to see that? that's Macaulay. Better Brian over there. Oh, speaking of which, Better Brian, I'm glad you brought the program. Uh, you sent us a very nice care package. Oh, the whiskey is outside. Oh, lots yes. Lots of whiskey. I've, evidently, there's beer It's in half there. gone. We have not had a chance to go through that yet because our schedule has been so daytime-driven or remote-driven, yes. but uh, I think I mean, we're getting the day back. part hasn't been a It is 10 in the night. morning right now. We're getting back to the uh, in-person at night soon, I think, maybe next week. Maybe it'll. Maybe we'll crack into it for our listener watch-along of the oh. Oscars. Which oh, we oh, do. That's a bad idea. That's yeah. Uh, that's if you're over on Patreon, ten dollars and up, and you're you're part of the watch along. Our watch along for March will be watching the Oscars. Our watch along for this month will be watching Pink Floyd's The Wall. Brian's very excited uh, because it's music related, and Brian likes music way more than movies. So we'll be watching Pink Floyd's All The true. Wall. It's just Pink Floyd colon The Is Wall. It Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd the Wall. We'll be watching that and the uh, the pudding and the meat and, and perfect all of that. movie for a watch along. It's short, it's an hour and a half. It's uh, crazy and insane, uh, and there's a lot of room for us to talk. We're not going to miss a lot of plot. In fact, I would say there is no plot. We get to see nipples be shaved off, though, right? We get to see a lot of yeah. A lot when are you guys doing? Peak disinterest. You haven't seen Bob Gildoff shave off his nipples? No. He does in Pink Floyd the Wall, See, right? It's it's in that movie, right? Yes, uh, the nipples uh, bleed from razor. For uh, for unknown reasons, he shaves his chest Sounds in a very uh, manly his eyebrows. way. Shaves everything. Sounds low on the fun scale. It's very low. And I would disagree. Okay, Brian that, McCulley. That part's low. Oh, but oh, well, there's already will have happened by the time people hear this, right? Uh, not for Patreon. That's a good point. All right, see you tomorrow. Happening tonight, if you're listening to Patreon, uh, day that this gets released. Nipple right, shaving. Saw Dune Part 2 last night in IMAX. I was a big fan of the first part and thought the new movie improved on the first in every way. Nice. Really looking forward to seeing it again. This guy Jones. Again. This guy C. Jones on Instagram. Drive away dolls. B plus. Rarely do I say it, but at a scant 120, this could have been used. This could have used a couple more scenes. I'd have liked some fake campaign commercials for Mac, Matt Damon's politician character. That said... It's funny and light, and the two leads are excellent. Where did Qu- uh, Quali, Quali get her acting chops? I don't think it was her mom. Ah, how dare you? Who, Andy McDowell's great. Oh, like oh she's, great. she's great. Isn't like, that her mom? That's her mom. I think right? it is. Yeah. I think it is. I'll search that line. Uh, Tony Shark9 on Reddit. Driveaway Dolls. Would have liked it if it was better, <laughs> but had some interesting characters and wasn't a scant hour and a half. Would have been better if they didn't show Damon in the trailers and left his essentially cameo a surprise. Geraldine uh, Viswanath, we'll say that's right, is adorable and always good to see Bill Camp. Do we want to guess the uh, Drive Away Dolls FVT score? 74. Yeah, I'll go a little higher. I'll say 80. 71. Oh, I'm in a little lower. (laughs) David J on Facebook, perfect days. This might be the best movie I've seen in years. Wow. Wow. A small slice of life, Zen-like experience that is best described as a spiritual successor to Jim Jarmusch's Patterson. I'm out. 
speaks to the it's heart. It's got a little bit of Patterson, but it's better. I saw. You saw Patterson? I know. I saw. We both saw it, and I saw Perfect Days. I encourage you to see it for the Oscars. This is a very good movie. It's just I know what it is. I don't know. And if you it's do. not made for me. Really? What do you think oh, of it? It's it's going to be like a a quiet, lost in translation, modern day. No. <laughs> it's not going to be for me, I don't think. It's more than that. I know what you're saying. Uh, and it's uh, Oh, you saw you talking yeah. last week. No, it's good. Avery um, texted me on his way out of the theater saying, not an Andy movie. And I don't want to like seek out a movie. Just because the Oscars like it doesn't mean I'm going to have I to watch it. It didn't seem like an Andy film to me. Agreed, but I think it's a little better than the two that you mentioned. Uh, and uh, there's enough going on with characters getting introduced that it's uh, is worthwhile. I think. I think I only mentioned one, but okay. Well, you mentioned Patterson and uh, Lost oh, yeah. well, I didn't mention it, but, yeah, but it has been mentioned. Yeah, but it's one of those. It's great, but I don't know who needs to see it. Okay. That's how I felt. Save. I wasn't sure who Save. it recommends. Uh, you saw it evidently, and you're you're into it. I liked it. Bruce right. Perking on Instagram. EO Capitano or is it Low Capitano? I think I believe EO, it's EO. EO. Bruce, what's EO up? I talked, to, I talked to Bruce just yesterday. Oh, that reminds me. I got to send something to Bruce. Nominated for Best International Feature and Stop Motion. Two of the best releases so far this year. Oh, wait. Sorry. Get stop Motion stop in his stop second motion. film? Yes. Yeah, that's the other right. movie that he, he is uh, recommending. Alex Simpson on Instagram. The Taste of Things. Appreciate uh, Avery's recommendation of this movie. A lot of sniffing going on over there. I feel, I feel like too much. The camera floats around this beautiful French kitchen while the prettiest people cook incredible food. Great stuff. I'm in. And lastly, Chris Wolfing. Great name. TV Vault finished True Detective Night Country. Start off promising, but ends abruptly in a confusing mess. Hmm. Lots of questions that went unresolved. It's a shame because there were some good performances and ideas, but the final product got bungled by a messy last episode. Oh. Couldn't agree more, Chris. Oh, you saw it? I did. Must be nice to be unemployed. Oh, it has its perks. So I was going to say, it's not nice. It's also a terrifying nice existential crisis. Uh, <laughs> did either of you see Drive Away Dolls? I did. Yes. Oh, you did? Okay. I took I was, the plunge. I was wondering if I needed to mention that it had been Dr- seen. Drive. Oh, I you've seen it. I have thought. All right. We're going to talk about it then. Uh, uh, we're going straight. To, do we get thought. straight to Drive Away Dolls? Because. You guys do that first. I feel like it's the big sexy of the it's week. It's the big no, the only no. sexy. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's in theaters It came now. out. Well, okay, sure. Oh, yes, of the films that came out. Yes. I won't say it's the best one that will be talked about on this on this episode. No. So a uh, listener said, here, how do I get us both so that we're on the goddamn just camera? Just angle your freaking camera. I can just scoot over. It'll probably be just, easy. Just angle the camera. Okay. Oh, wow. You know what? I never thought of that, Brian. Well, they should He's do that. Do you feel guy. like maybe I'm doing it? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move Brian over here. Didn't we just talk about how you're this. Uh, we, we, I don't like it when the, the, the camera takes away from the show, which is doing. But all right. There we go. Look at that. Okay. So let's, we talk, did it. let's talk drive away baby dolls. My brain is so simple that just having a little dash in between drive away throws me for a loop and I can never remember the name of the movie. I keep thinking it's driveway dolls. I think that's why they put the little dash in because they didn't want anyone calling them driveway dolls. dolls that are strewn above the driveway. (laughs) Yeah. So driveway, I just did it. (laughs) Driveway dolls is uh, Ethan Cohen's first uh, solo effort uh, since uh, parting ways as a filmmaker with his brother, Joel. Uh, Joel made Macbeth or Othello. It's still up for debate, I guess, because I never looked it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I believe it was Macbeth. It is Macbeth, yes. And you really do see the stark contrast that these two bring uh, to filmmaking and why they work so well together, I think, for years and years and years. When you see these two movies, uh, it'd be an interesting exercise to watch them back to back, which I will never do because I don't like either one of them nearly enough to do so. Uh, so Drive Away Dolls, Drive Away Dolls is uh, starring. It's a it's a two hander. 
Uh, but we also got Beanie Feldstein in there quite a bit, who you know from Booksmart and uh, Ladybird. But maybe ma- mainly it's Mar Margaret Qualley, right? I never know Qualley Qualley. Geraldine. You already said her name, so I feel like we've already done it. Yeah, we covered it. She's great. She was in. Uh, you, she was in Blockers. Blockers. Yeah, you, you love that Blockers. Saw. I do not see that. It's actually pretty funny. And it's a very explicit lesbian movie, uh, which yeah. obviously no problem here with that. But I kept thinking, like, if this was just like, you know, straight people making out this much and fucking this much, like, I'm out. I don't need to see this. It was kind of a romantic comedy in some ways, which, yeah, no need. And ultimately, uh, like the listener said, if it was better, I would have liked it more. Yeah. Uh, this is like, imagine a two star Big Lebowski. Oh, no. Yeah. It kind of felt like that. I'm going to be honest. If I had not gone with friends, I might have walked out. So you mean Big Lebowski? I was not. I was not enjoying the first 30 minutes of this thing. I Yeah, I was not enjoying. I, may, I wanted more from the end. I did like some of the wrap up, but it just got too silly with there's like dildos involved. The psychedelic part felt really cheaply done and really try hard at the same time and it's really hard to watch this movie and i was trying to imagine okay how am i taking this if if it's just an unknown director and it's not ethan cohen yeah and i don't i think i would just be like wow you're really doing a cheap imitation of the cohen brothers yeah. which is kind of what i was feeling knowing what i did coleman uh domingo was in it as well i should say he was good in his limited role as well as matt yeah Damon. i could have used more uh, Rustin himself there were some great character actors. Uh, ultimately, I think the biggest problem with this movie, uh, beyond the silliness that we already kind of touched on, is Margaret Qualley's character. Now, most of us know her mainly as Kitty in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, which she was great in. Uh, here she's doing a character, and I think it might work as a background character. I don't think it, it did not work for me. It could work if she showed up you know, in a few scenes here and there, but she is the movie, and what she was doing was just, I think it was supposed to be cute and funny, but it just kind of annoyed me. Yeah. So... While I did laugh probably at least six, seven times out loud, there are those little stings of very, very, very funny, very funny and great. And you want to see more from those characters. It will go back to the story, which was not very interesting or I didn't really. It was pretty by the numbers as far as the story goes. A lot Imagine, of it was Beanie Feldstein for me. She was very funny as the uh, as the girlfriend, ex girlfriend. And we she don't see great. enough of her, right? The, At all. The best elements we don't see much of. And Geraldine, she seemed like she was good, but she plays a straight laced character with an arc that you can feel coming from a mile away, and you didn't really get to see much from her because her character is so bottled up. And a lot of the best jokes too were in the trailer again. I didn't see the one single trailer for and this. That ruined so. it for me a little bit too. I also, what, what did you think of the two henchmen that are searching for them? Uh, the, the, the bald guy reminded me so much of somebody it was distracting, but they were okay. I could tell I, I just wasn't buying it. It was almost like a throwback. And if I had not seen that kind of dynamic before ever before that they're archetypes, right? And like, yeah, I feel like they were kind of cheap imitations of what's been done better by the Cohen brothers. Yeah, and I think so. I think part of what I'm reacting to, because I, what I thought was interesting, I think it's something like 70 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience score is like 34. So mm. people were not enjoying this. I think for me, what I'm reacting to is going into this, I was filling in some of my Cohen brothers' gaps, and I watched Hudsucker and Miller's Crossing. And I just went into this going, this doesn't fucking hold a candle no. to that. It is, in fact, this is not even. This is not even close to that. In terms of the fun scale, I just, I, it felt like it really thought it was being that's, clever and funny. That's, that's the feeling I got, too. I, I felt like how I think you felt watching Juno, where I went, guys, it's not that funny. Were people like losing their shit in your, in your yeah, audience? Yeah, there, uh, there was a man I wanted to strangle, uh-huh. where he just, just Pedro Pascal 
it, it was not even played for last. Pedro Pascal just checks his watch to see if someone's coming and then looks at the door and uh, the guy <laughs> just yeah, he was, lo- he lost prepped his mind. And re- prepped and ready for, for, for nothing. Performative laughter. Yeah. Not, not played for last. Movies are tricky because audiences can ruin them, especially if there's preconceived notions of what you're going to be getting delivered to, to your eyeballs when you go into that theater. And, uh, you know, I think people see Ethan Cohen and they're like, here we go. But in I, I, I was so distracted, Avery and Brian, throughout just going, I wish Joel was on set telling yeah. him to scale it back and maybe yeah. putting some of Joel's stuff. Same way I was with Macbeth going like, this needs, even though there's no place for it. But imagine an actual Cohen Brothers Macbeth where they yeah. do... I, mean, I would take that every day of what we got. They're so good at going back and forth between noir and comedy. And if they could have, even in the noir film, some of them are very straight laced, but there's going to at least be like the, like you get the uh, uh, Anton Chigurh. Like, you know, that's that's kind of played for laughs to an extent in there. Dark comedy, right? Yeah, I think once you have unrepeated viewings a la um, Lebowski, like once you get used to Chigurh, then he's hilarious. And if you don't, the realize, first time we see him is terrifying. If you don't realize just how cute this movie is, they remind you uh, consistently with yeah. the uh, screen wipes, which were distracting yeah. and too much. Uh, I, I wish there was more grit to this. True well, I mean, there was. Brian, that adds the zero. Uh, like, there was some over-the-top violence thing. from the get-go. Yeah. And then I guess the grit, they think the grit is with the, the Or maybe tension. I just never really never felt tension. that there was tension, that the characters were in any real danger. I didn't really buy the guys chasing them as being able to take care of business. I thought the one guy's, uh, his arc came out of fucking nowhere. Which one guy? Uh, of the guy the, with the, the broken nose? Yeah. No, I saw that coming from a mile away. What, really? I, he was, I didn't, like, he I was didn't think bubbling was, over. He was I don't gone. know what to believe. I didn't, powder, was, powder cake. I didn't think it was earned. I, I, I didn't really care what had happened. This I was kind of glad what had happened. Yeah, I'm, so was I'm, I. I'm done with these characters anyway. I'm with you. I, I, I just... It, it just felt hour 25 felt too long for me a little bit. It ju- I, uh, and there was, there could have been something. So here's a story, Brian, and, and then we'll move on. Um, these two, uh, these two women who are both lesbians, but they're not a couple. They're just very good friends. Uh, they just need to get away. They're going to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and they're going to use a driveway service, which is like a service where uh, one car, a car needs to be delivered to a location. And they happen to get lucky because uh, they go into this like little office and they're like, hey, we have a car that needs to go to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, the, the guy behind the counter played very effectively by Bill Camp. And uh, next thing you know, they're in the car. But oh, why don't you know? It's not that they're the wrong people. There's actually oh. a, an outfit, a, a gangsters who are supposed to pick up that car because of what the contents held. We already saw Pedro Pascal uh, deal with some of these ruffians, so we know that you know these guys mean business. And uh, now there's some uh, some henchmen on their tail, unbeknownst to the two girls. And they're just going to Fort Lauderdale, looking for a good time, having a good time. They have no idea that they're being tracked by uh, would-be dangerous people who are buffoons and uh, there for our enjoyment as audience members. That's pretty much the story. And then we find out what's in the car, obviously. Uh, They really, really play it up so that we it's the Pulp Fiction. Like, we don't know what's in the case once they do. And once the case... It glows yellow. But there's, there's just... The payoff is so over the top, silly, stupid that... Was that... Who who was that in the uh, the psychedelic? Was that Miley Cyrus? It yes, was, it was. <laughs> Get her out of here! And the, just the Get graphics on that and where it was going, and it felt very nineties, didn't it? Yeah, and just not in a good way. But isn't the film set in the nineties? Yeah, ninety. Yeah, but it was but still, <sighs> but still, like they could have. I, I it just felt like it thought it was so funny and cool. Yeah, and I def- that was palpable. It, it felt like it. 
I was getting Wes Anderson vibes and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a Wes Anderson movie, but the same kind of like icky feeling inside. Yeah. Like, Oh God. I, every time they did, they went to the psychedelic thing. I got douche chills where I went, ah, oh, please is, don't. This is not fair because they made so many great movies, the Coen brothers. And it's, Maybe it is fair, but I mean, it's maybe, maybe it's long fruit, but it's, it's as though a director who you really like got in a bad car accident and had some head trauma. Oh, you know what I mean? We talked about directors who lost it. Maybe that's fair. Directors who lost their fast. But he lost his brother who was the one who kept him yeah. in check. And I last week was equating to my favorite band Ween and together they're magical. And when they go solo, that's just too much of one and too much of the other salty yeah. and sweet. And so, this was very sweet. Very sweet. Are they, they, this might just be a long con, right? And they're just, it's, they're gearing up to get together for some huge movie some in a few years. I hope. Yeah. I, so I far. I haven't loved what I've seen so far. But maybe they did. Maybe this is an exercise yeah. they've been needing to do. They deserve it. They, they've earned sure, it, right? They sure. can do whatever the fuck they want. It's just, I don't want to be sitting in front of it. Fair. Right. I don't know. This, this definitely diminished my enthusiasm. I don't know if I'm running out to see... Uh, what they're doing blind. Cause there was also no reviews on this yet. If I had seen it was 66, I think it was, I just wanted to bring something new to the, the show that was not uh we do it for the people. Oh, but it was so good. I, I, I liked that quite a bit more. I liked one love quite a bit more than I drive away. Dolls. Don't know if I'm going to say quite a bit, but I, I did enjoy it more. Really? That is uh damning with fame praise. All right, Brian, I'm bringing you back into the uh, video hey, picture. Good, good to be here. Brian, you should run out and see this. Sounds like I drive out and see it. Uh, drive, drive, away. drive by dolls. Should we do dolls a quick break? <clears throat> sure. I don't know why we would do that, but taking it's a quick break. Keeps coming. on giving. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing or not consistent. All right. Thanks, you guys, for uh, sticking around through the break. Coming back after this with a couple more fuck fashions next. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy, you go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. 
Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Back. I'm enjoying this. Give it up. There it is. Very beastie boys. I really thought, thought it was beastie boys first. All right, Anderson, what do you want to talk about? Should I just uh, wax on a movie while you take a break? Sure. Is it going to be a movie that I, I want to hear? Oh, Perhaps. we still got to talk about a relationship a little bit, or do we do that at a, at a different time? I'm good. You don't want to be exposed? You want to do a exposed. little physical, a yeah. little couples therapy? You know, it's it's uncomfortable, and I, I don't feel this is uh, anyone's business, but yours and mine. Is this going to take a similar arc to Drive Away Dolls? Because, I mean, the way that Brian fights back oh, boy, is go. so, like, biting. And it's hard, and I don't know if people even, like, recognize, but, like, yeah, I mean, I you do? get your shots in quite a bit. No. Yeah, you set me up to uh, to abuse you, and then you sit back and revel in, like, what an asshole I'm coming off like, right? This is how you fight. And then uh, and then when you do strike, it's, like, near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Near and dear. Every chance you get to Are say something awful hurt, and hurting? earnest about you're, groupers. You're hurting? I'm hurting. Wait, wait, I've never, I've never criticized groupers. Oh my God. Does he believe that? <laughs> never earnest. <laughs> Earnestly. You'd have to no. have seen it in order to do no. it. No. I love groupers. Mm-hmm. I love the, the effort that went into it. Mm-hmm. I love the, the uh, I love the, the uh, poster. I love the intention. And that's a push poster. I love that you love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes is from Ocean's Eleven and Andy Garcia. Just the biggest, it just goes, I Look, like that you like it. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking at the art. Oh, ugh. All right, go ahead, Brad. What do you, what, what uh, music doc you got? I saw groupers. <laughs> we should do a groupers watch along. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Why have you not done that? That's a great I'm idea. I'm so tired. You get so tired of your I know, but I'll movie. do the talking. You'll do the talking. There's a lot of plus it's dialogue heavy and it kills me to think of somebody watching for the first time uh, with us idiots talking over it. Uh, you should, we should have a quiz about the movie and if you don't pass it, it means you haven't seen it and thus you cannot uh, join. Hey, I like that. Not bad. I like it. Not, not terrible at all. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I caught up with a couple of movies from years past in anticipation of this list. I'm going to talk about them. I don't know if you've seen, I feel uh, like I caught up with this uh, movie I should have seen long ago. Very good movie. Uh, maybe you've seen The Short Game. No. The golf, the little kids golf movie. No. Oh, maybe, no. Maybe I have with uh, Tiger, spawned, Tiger uh, the, yeah. the new Tiger and yes, his domineering it's, dad. It spawned uh, Trophy Kids, which that girl is also in. So maybe you know her from Trophy Kids, which was very good. This is uh, the movie that preceded it. The Short Game, directed by Jeff Greenbaum, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Uh, this features a very colorful cast of characters from the parents to the kids. The story basically follows seven and eight year old golfers uh, as they compete for the, uh, the whatever the youth uh, international titles, the major, I guess as it was. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's a perfectly crafted documentary. It's everything you want out of a movie like this. Fun characters. The kids are wild and, and nuts and interesting and bizarre. And like, at one point, one of the main kids is, and at one point, we find early, one of the main kids is uh, Anna Kronikova's younger brother. Ooh. Yeah, so he's like from like a sports family. Is he um, hot? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I generally can't tell if young boys are hot. <laughs> That's a safe tact yeah. to take. I'll ask Tessa. <laughs> I'll ask my seven-year-old daughter. Um, <laughs> I would like that video. Hey, Tessa, that guy hot? <laughs> Okay. Hey, Justin, give me here for a second. One to ten. <laughs> and his little his little bestie uh, is also a golfer, and uh, and that's a she, and she is um, their interactions together are just delightful. It's fun. The movie is very fun. It's high in the fun scale. I enjoyed it very much. Um, even though we don't have lessons in Florida, do we? We might. We yeah, won't after this. They can't figure out how to work a fucking phone. There's no way they, they listen. Even though you know these kids are... It's Brian pro- doing hilarious... Probably uh, going to turn out to map be humor. Florida trash someday. <laughs> There's just nice seven, eight-year-old kids. You can see the path. You can see the path and you want to like divert them but for now they're just nice kids and you can revel in it. And yes, Amari Avery is one of our... Um, I'm in. Because you said Avery. Oh, so. Avery, I did. You're right. Amari Avery uh, is uh, one of the uh, subjects we follow. She's uh, known as Tigress. Mm-hmm. She's the young uh, would-be next Tiger Woods. She's very good, and uh, she's one of the main characters we follow. Her relationship with her dad is um, it's fraught. Loud. It's fraught. Uh, he's a bit of a uh, helicopter parent, as you can imagine. Just like the other one. So what is this one called? Long this shot? This one's called short the short shot. game. Short game. Yeah. And the other one was called Trophy Kids. Trophy Kids, Trophy Kids talked about man, all manners of sport. There were like, there's a basketball player. There were tennis kids. This one is about one golf tournament for young kids and highlights I don't know, eight or so of them. Uh, and uh, they're from all over the world. Uh, some from uh, the U.S., some from Asia. Some, some from, from Florida, uh, I've heard. Unfortunately. Did you feel less impressed with your own daughter after having watched this? Oh, very much so. Less about myself, less about every kid I ever met. If your daughter had to, uh, w- what's the worst state you would want your daughter raised in now that you've already dumped all over Florida? Huh. Do you have any other states? That California, like to, right? you have any other states that you would no, like I'm to j- add to, to I'm the joking. alienation list? No, no. I'm sure there's nice parts of Florida. Um, that said, uh, oh, no, I actually watching this, even though the kids are nice kids and, and for the most part they're good kids and whatever and you like them they're they're they're, uh, they're fun characters i would never want that life sorry i saw a cough maker i would never want that life for myself for my kids like horrible it does like just to wake up early and i mean that's not just waking up early like every day the alarm goes off at 6 a.m and it's out to the range to hit 500 golf balls and it's like fuck who wants that it's like it's like that with all of those types of like uh, spellbound with the yeah, spelling bee yeah, kids totally. too but then it makes you as a parent pause and be like am I doing it wrong but then and how much does the kid like the, the, the line is always oh they love it they love doing it it's like do they do they know anything else? Do they have a choice? And then there's so much pressure too, because if you put all that work and all that sacrifice, and then nothing comes of it, yeah, then then what? Like then you lost your childhood. Yeah. yeah, and the, yes, the, yeah, yes with that. And what is the 
emotional and mental toll this is taking. Like, how much therapy are these kids, some of these kids going to be in down the road? A lot. A lot? Probably. Do know. they have therapists, though, in uh, in Florida? I don't know if they do. That was my little That's joke. a good question. That was I my little joke. They're called bartenders. Yeah, bartenders. There you go. Well done. Look at that. Uh, Avery, the short game is showing on, his comedic chaps. The short game is on Netflix, and it's very fun. It's short. It's probably less than an hour and a half. So uh, dive in. Enjoy. I, I like the short game quite a bit. Might come up on next year's best uh, new old movies. Wow. Enjoy. Wait, it's, that'll be too soon. Well, when did this come out? No, uh, I saw it in 2024. Oh, so it's not yeah. a 2023 movie. Oh, no, no. It's a 2013 film. What what made you watch this? You like watching little kids play golf so much? A uh, a person who may or not. Oh, be here we go. And, His uh, friend Purdue. No, 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 no. Someone who was was up for involvement in my documentary also worked on this, and I very much wanted to see that. Oh, you, you were screening it yeah. to see if they were worthy of, uh, of of working on yours. Less, were, I'm, I had no doubt they're worthy. It was more like, hey, I need to see this movie that the person worked on so I can talk to them about it. Okay. Brian's note was not enough cancer. Not enough cancer. Could have used a little more. I can't tell if the little kid is hot. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Uh, all right. I saw a movie that is up for best international feature. And I've been told to watch this for months now, and I thought I better get this in before the old vaulty. So it was on my short list of movies I had to catch up with, and that is Das Lezermine. Lezermir. 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 Is that the Driveway Dolls German title? Larry Zemer. Larry Zemer? I guess that means lounge. And, uh, no, that is means there, teacher's is there, lounge. Is there a world where you save this for a week? Because I very much want to see this. You want to see the teacher's lounge? Well, I've, I... I I don't know where you saw it. Our friend on my, on my uh, my house. So our friend Television. Mitch sent us a copy. Uh, oh, you should say that. What? I, I don't know how uh, how loud that is. He allegedly allegedly. Oh, sorry. I acquired a screener from a uh, friend. Reputable. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, that said, it did not include subtitles. Oh. I don't know. Well, that's a problem for you. Yeah, indeed. So uh, I, have, I have since I can I can help you out there because I, I have do, since I do have a legitimate link. Nice. I didn't know. Actually, uh, we had a friend who did that. I was not aware of that. Oh. I wasn't either. I'd like to. I'd like to that said, uh, let's save this. We'll do a, little, a, pre, a pre-flick. A little pre-flick. Yeah, because I want to hear your thoughts, but I, I do want to see this. All right, yeah. So the Teacher's Lounge, Lounge it's up for Best International. Uh, the other one, the next one we're going to be talking about is also up for Best International. So a couple. Uh, and, and Brian, there is a world, and it's this world where we can do this next week if you would rather. So I'm down with talking the Teacher's Lounge yeah, with you. please. It is a... Uh, a captivating thr- workplace thriller really? that uh, is very, very well executed as far as capturing that thriller sense. Uh, even though the stakes are fairly low in the, in the grand scheme of things, they might be large for some um, uh, of the characters, one in particular. But uh, it is a, a, a movie that, as you might imagine... Coming from the title, it takes place primarily at a school. Not only that, the the uh, crux of the issue it takes place in the teachers' lounge, right. and it's a. Uh, in many ways, it's it's a microcosm of of our society at large right now, which a lot of you know good adept movies will do. They'll sure. they'll, they'll put a mirror on society as as it is right now. Nice. Uh, there is a, an element of that right down to uh, how um, the the school newspaper uh, approaches their, their work. So where does this take place? 
uh, Germany. Okay. And it's uh, about one teacher who's the new teacher. It's like junior high age kids, maybe like seventh grade, sixth grade kids, it seems like. And uh, there's uh, been some theft in the school. And that's the big topic Mm -hmm. in the uh, teacher's lounge. And this new teacher uh, who doesn't really have a whole lot of allies, but she does have a moral compass, uh, even though she's surrounded by morally corrupt teachers and jaded teachers. Oh. Um, she does what she feels is right, and we see that spiral. Okay. This will be a flick fest by us in full next week. I'm excited to see it. The teacher's lounge. If you can get out and see it, just be aware that we're going to talk about it. So you know prep you yourself. would love the link. Um, I, can, I can hook you up with the link, Brian. Sweet. Thank you. That's hurtful. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of the hunt, not the... Um, the the, the, the the Betty Ghibli, Ghibli film? not the Betty Ghibli film, which also I Gilpin. absolutely Gil, Gilpy, right? Gilpy, uh, Gilpin, Gilpin. Well, we Gilpin. haven't seen enough of Gilpin lately. Where'd she go after uh, Glow? She's kind of disappeared. Uh, I love that hunt, but no, the um, the Mad Mickelson movie, The Hunt. Uh, this has shades of that, but the stakes are much higher, I think, in the Mad Mickelson. Oh, and that, yeah, yeah. In the Mad Mickelson, uh, The Hunt. Wow, wow, that's a great movie. If you have not seen The Hunt, speaking of which, Promised Land. Yes, I have a link to that. I was too. Say, I may or may not have gotten the got the link. Okay, so you got a link to that, already. but I've already seen it. In yeah, the you have. You've seen it in the, in the old theaters over there. Now, All what right. is that, Brian? Okay, so the teachers' lounge next week. We've wasted enough time on the teachers' lounge, uh, but yeah, she the the lead is very very good. Leon Ben Benesh Benesh Benesh. Okay. You want to talk Io Capitano? Let's talk. Uh, I, Io. Io Capitano is a 2023 film directed by Mar- Matteo Garone, uh, starring Sedu Star, sorry, Sedu Sar as Sedu and Mustafa Fall as Musa, his cousin. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this is in theaters now. It is nominated for Best International Feature at this year's Oscar Awards. This uh, tells the story, tells the true story, uh, an, amalgama- an amalgamation of true stories, I should say. Uh, it's a fictional movie, obviously, about uh, these uh, two Senegalese cousins who uh, decide we're leaving Senegal against the wishes of our family and making the very dangerous, attempting to make the very dangerous journey to Europe and uh, the story that uh, unfolds. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, Anderson, the first, the first half of this movie, I was not really enjoying it. Hmm. It was a bit of a, a movie to enjoy. It was, it was definitely a uh, a bludgeoning uh, of, of emotions. <laughs> it, <is>. it was <laughs> like, oh my god, how much worse can this get? Uh, they're going. They start off poor and destitute, and they basically uh, their lives get worse and worse as they uh, attempt to make this journey across the fucking Sahara Desert. Um, that said, second half, second half picks up. What? No what world. We have uh, different takes on this movie. Different so takes. Okay, I think the... Mm, so what I picked up from... Okay, the first third, the first act of this movie are these two teenage boys who are best friends and cousins, and they live in this little village in Senegal, and it's very family-oriented, and uh, they don't have a lot, but they have a lot of fucking happiness, which yes. I think is quite evident. And... Uh, I was picking up on the fact that there was really no need for them to leave their situation because they had pretty much everything they right, needed. Right. They might, maybe they wanted a better roof uh, for the the hut that they they lived in, but they had uh, they, they had enough to eat. They had the entertainment with well, you know the dancing, and they had the, yeah. the culture. They had they each had other. Family. They had family. They had good times. I mean, it, it, it's really basking in all of that. 
And they didn't really lean on it or put it right under our nose. But what they're suggesting is the West is calling. The West is calling sure. these teenage kids uh, from this this place where they're doing just fine, at least as the film. I've never spent any time in Senegal. I've not been to Africa yet. But what this movie would suggest is these two teenage boys who when you become a teenage boy, I think we we're just talking about on the after disaster, maybe here, I don't know, mm. but it's just how much angst and anger. And like, there's, there's just, after disaster. it pulls you into like this, this very primitive, like must prove yourself, right. must do all this, these horrible fucking things. Uh, and in this case, these kids, like they were just, uh, in, in love with the idea of, of going to, they're intoxicated with the idea of getting, yes. uh, being asked for autographs from white people yep. because of their see, musical talents. You see subtle, uh, subtle signs like they're wearing soccer jerseys, right? From Europe. Like you, you, uh, the, the, the hegemony of the, uh, the West, uh, cultural impact is felt all over the globe. And when the, the main kid, Sidhu, Sidhu goes Sidhu. to, uh, suggests to his mother, his loving mother, that he may be leaving. Um, She's thrilled. She's she all for it. She is very, very upset. And oh, to right. watch him do the 180 was so authentic and heartbreaking because you know ultimately what he's going to do. And he, he's such a good kid. And this this movie is great, but his performance and being such a just a stand up guy yeah. and being such a sweet, empathetic great kid at that age. And it's hard to find empathy in kids that are teenagers a lot of the time and they see it and where it actually comes through. With this kid, I absolutely 100% believe that he was an empathetic Yeah, he character. was great. He was the key to the movie. And then we get to see this journey, which it's funny because I just saw Rebel last week, which is similar in as far as human trafficking. And uh, we saw earlier uh, in the year, the uh, what's that uh, that movie that was getting all the uh, the buzz, the uh, the, the, the one about the human trafficking that everyone was talking about. Oh, uh, uh, the, the Jim Caviezel movie. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. That, that was I like the Disney it. version of this uh, and Rebel. It was uh, called Jesus Saves. Something along that, those yeah. lines, yeah. Uh, Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Yeah, that's like the Americanized, Disneyized version of these two stories, Rebel and I, uh, Io Capitano. I can't... Um, oh, what's that one? That we also saw with human trafficking uh, way back in the day. Fukonga made it. Uh, no, it's a nombre. Another one comes oh, okay. to mind. Like that, that's like a great trilogy. These three movies, and they're all they're all top shelf. All three of these movies are top fucking yeah. shelf. So yeah, what I got from it was like you're all you're all the grass is always Sound greener. Sound of freedom maybe a little higher, but I'm talking about Sonombre, oh. Io Capitano, and Rebel, the, oh, okay. the, which I just saw coincidentally. But ultimately, they they, they even go see like an elder. They see a couple different elders, which you go to see uh, the the village uh, fortune teller. He's like a fortune teller, like a witch doctor, witch doctor who gives them the the green light essentially. <laughs> Whereas the man who's fixing Western like uh, electronics is like, you do not want to go over there. People are living on the street in Europe. People, are, do you want to die? Do not leave <laughs> this place that you're in in the world, which is good to you. You don't do not want to go. And he gets very angry, and, the, and then the two kids are like, yeah, well, we're going to go see the witch doctor. And I think there's a lot being said there, there too, but then we see this harrowing journey. That is, uh, it is uh, a war of attrition. And to know that these are, this didn't happen to one person or even the two people, it, it, these are a collection of stories that they, oh, sure. the filmmakers gathered yeah. from uh, immigrants that they interviewed in Italy and took their stories. I mean, they're credited as well in the... Uh, on, on IMDb is, you know, collaborating and telling part of their story. So th these things did happen to one degree or another. And fuck. 
people are just so awful too. Yes, there's a there's a lot of vulnerable taking people. Going on. A lot, a lot, and you get the sense that these these uh, people that take advantage of these very very vulnerable people don't think of them as humans at all. They just think of them as like cattle almost. And yeah, it's awful. It's it's hard to watch, but it's not meant to be enjoyed. Like I said, it's great though. You do get glimpses of this kid's humanity and like you said empathy uh just being a good person you know like uh he has opportunities here and there at one point in their little caravan of people a woman falls behind and uh she's being left there uh then he decides no she's not gonna be left there and that's that's where this other element comes into the movie which usually doesn't work for me the 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 fantasy fantastical element and I think it was necessary with this one. I agree. And you get it in Rebel, too. It's hard to not talk about these two movies in concert because they are. They, they share so much DNA. Uh, for me, I like Rebel a little bit more than this one. Uh, but that said, this is a fantastic movie. This is like a four and a half, five star movie uh, that really gives you pause, makes you think about just how lucky you are to already be where you are if you're in a decent place, how lucky we are to you know, cram into a Southwest uh, flight and you know go across the country. And when you, I, I can't speak for Italian Sen- Senegalese immigrants, but when you see the people uh, in, in your daily life who've maybe gone through some crazy ordeal to get there and yes. wherever they are, like it really gives you a, a, a second uh, second pause. This is almost should be like mandatory viewing for you know like Westerners and people who take things for granted, and like so many movies. And you know, I'm absolute total piece of shit, and I. I you know, going back to Gleason and watching Gleason and like, you know, crying, watching Gleason. And then I paused it to get up and, and get a drink of water or something. And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, never take my life for granted. I'm so lucky to, you know, have what I have. And then I came back to the, my, my screener and it had started over because back in the day screeners were impossible sure. and I was irate and I'm like, Oh, it's already gone. It's fleeting. I was on my way here today in an hour and a half of traffic just to get to the studios. And on my way, I'm thinking about EO Capitano and just how lucky we are. And then I'm in, enraged looking at my Waze app going, there's another 45 minutes. What? Well, this fucking kid had to walk, walk what you, three what, days what across the Sahara. Hour to have drive. I know. Yeah, it's so easy to lose sight of that. But, but he's never sat on the four hundred five. We have moments, sure. just he's moments. He's reversed the Sahara Desert, but he's never sat on the four hundred five. And I thought it was a really nice touch to show at the end on the world map just what that journey was. Right. And you know, we might be giving some things away. I would, I would watch this without any kind of trailer. I don't know if is it. I had to ask for a screener for this one. How did you see it? Uh, a friend of ours uh, sent me a link. Yeah, the I, I would imagine this is going to be once the, the Oscars uh, roll. I think that they're going to use like you know Oscar nomination and put it on Prime or Netflix or somewhere. I'm surprised it's not on Netflix already. But agreed. Uh, yeah, I, I watched a a screener from the uh, the studio, which was nice to be able to watch that um, on the big on my TV screen too. So which because it was a, a Vimeo, Vimeo they're getting rid of. By the way, it seems like they're not doing any more um, oh, updates really? and they're not supporting oh. it anymore. That's that's sad. They didn't make I've not it. Not seen Vimeo. I found this movie. Uh, the second half to be a little more buoyant than the first, if you will, but that said, uh, a good movie short to finish. Yeah, I, I, I think the first, yeah, we we have different takes on it as far as first half, and I, it's it's three acts, essentially, right? And yeah. The first act was what it was, and then that, that second act is just, it really tries you. Up until the point where it gets, where he, he helps make the fountain, uh, that is a uh, tough watch. Yeah, well... I think that was the point. Right? I, I'm not saying it's bad. You got to watch saying. Rebel, my friend. You need to watch Rebel. I'll put it on my list. No one watched Rebel and uh, Fan Fiction from last week. Not that I'm aware. What's of. the matter with you guys? Rebel. I can't say. Oh, fuck. Okay. 
Yeah, Io Capitano, uh, not for the faint of heart, but uh, I think uh, I, I rarely see an important movie, but it's important. This and Rebel. Can I wrap it up with, uh, I don't know if you have more, um, so we're saving Teacher's Lounge. <laughs> Sorry. God. I'm Light done. I'm done uh, pre-flicking. We're going to be talking Teacher's Lounge next week, which the stakes are very low compared to Io Capitano. Indeed. Um, let me... Uh, Ugh, sorry, I apologize for my voice. Let me wrap it up by just talking about another old movie I caught up with in the last um, month or so and feels appropriate to bring it out now on the uh, precipice. Mm. Of- sorry, one last thing about Io Capitano. Please. And this is uh, also where there, there's similar DNA with Rebel and Io Capitano. So Rebel, the two directors that made Rebel, uh, their last movie was uh, the, the most recent Bad Boys movie, which you would never see. You would never <laughs> see coming. Like You would never guess that. Io Capitano, you know what this director made last? What's that? Fast and Furious. No, I have it. I wrote it down. Settle down, Brian. I'll just say right here. The Pinocchio fucking movie with Roberto Benigni. Pinocchio. That, that Pinocchio uh, movie that we all actively avoided. That's what they, that's what he made. The Tom Hanks one? That's what Matteo made. No, the oh, Roberto the, the, Benigni one. Oh, was that the one the ages ago? Action, yeah. Like 20 years ago. Oh, oh that was 20 years ago. It I mean, was. That was, was, that was the last ago. feature length movie he made, I believe. Was it not 20? I believe. Do we need to keep remaking Pinocchio? As my family gets rich every time. We 20, 2019 oh, is when that Pinocchio oh, came out. With Mr. Oh, am I thinking of the uh, the um, Roberto Benigni? No, I'm thinking I was of thinking the, of the made for TV one. Yeah, there was one with uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, Roberto, God. Be- Roberto Benigni is was Geppetto. God, that was horrible. Jonathan that was twenty years Taylor, old. and you would not you would not guess. Now, speaking of Raleigh, the Adventures of Pinocchio, nineteen ninety six. Christ, that was bad. Rebel is harder to watch, and even though there's a savage, savage uh, beatings and and torture in both movies, I would say Rebel is the, the tougher of the two to, to to watch. Oh, fun! Does this Pinocchio count as brown face? What it looks like, uh, Polar Express. Looks uh, looks questionable. Yeah, hmm. Un- Uncanny Valley. Which one? Uh, <laughs> I think we might it's be stepping animated. on. It's an yeah, animated. but the brown in this case is pine. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, they went with like a harder wood. Uh, <laughs> a lacquered wood. <laughs> yeah, they just stained it. Oh, oh Rob Schneider was in this. I got to rewatch that. Anderson, did you say stained? I'm afraid I did. Racist motherfucker. Brian, what's uh, what's uh, another old new movie you saw? New okay. to you, old to us. Yes, in fact, I had not. I had heard of it, but I was not familiar with it. Have you ever heard of the All Americans? The All Americans. The Burgers? It's a documentary from 2017 directed by dumb. Billy McMillan. I liked it. <laughs> 80% Ron Tomatoes. Uh, I rented this. Uh, it is a story. It's a sports documentary Ugh. about, um, uh, what's it called? It's the smack. The rivalry, the, the, the something, the whatever. <gasps> the, um, the classic, the I think is what they call it. It's between two downtown, like, two East LA high schools. And uh, <laughs> I follow, what? I'm looking at the IMDb. It has a total of eight ratings. This is another one of like your friends or somebody you were going to do business with. So you're a like, guy oh, who made the I'll movie. see you. <laughs> this, this is a movie that never got released. Brian's padding his bank account. He's doing oh, some paper. What's, ha- what's happening here, Brian? This movie was not released, I don't think. Where'd you watch this? <laughs> I think I watched it on Roku. For, it, it's got eight ratings. Eight. Well, Megan Nine. And there's there's like fifty people that were associated with making the movie. So and who's giving you these kickbacks? What's happening here? Uh, no one. No, I don't think this person knows that I was aware that I'm. Uh, okay, there's there's. But I have a film podcast. Seven producers. So even if all seven producers were to rate it, 
There's one person who's not the producer that rated this. Yes. And it might have been Brian. Are we looking at the same film? I like small little movies to be brought to the program. I'm just wondering like what uh, what's what's really happening. I'm telling you exactly what happening. Someone it, involved with the film uh, was potentially going to be involved with my It came film. out seven years ago. All you have to do is go, okay, what's the name of the movie? You go to IMDb and go, oh, only people rated your movie? Then I don't know if you're the right fit. See what I'm saying? So it follows two high schools. <laughs> In East LA, let me let me tell let me I'm I'm I mainly bring it to the show for this. Who, distri first, who distributed this? The first voice you hear, mm -hmm. I need you to pay attention. Okay. <laughs> As we get like drone shots of LA, East uh -huh. LA, right? right? Like just the the mass, the expanse of East LA. Uh, you hear uh, you hear a voice. Unbe <laughs> totally unbeknownst to me. Did not know this at all about the film when I when I rented it. It's Adam Carolla, and it is uh, he's what, he's complaining about the number of Mexicans in L.A. I'm quitting the show. Oh, so and it's it, like a, not a, not a, like a good Adam Carolla. And it goes on to this is a thing they come back to several times in the film, which is effectively like right wing talk radio hate yeah. speech against Mexicans uh -huh. and like trying to paint the picture of. These people are all over LA, but not really welcomed by certain people. I mean, it's apt, I think, it, with it is, using Corolla. It it's apt. I mean, it's using their words um, to paint the picture. Uh, here's the thing Mexicans. That actually might be the, what was said. Hmm. Was it on? Were, were you sitting next to him when he said that? I, I, I remember the clip well. <laughs> <laughs> so, was this during Adam Corolla show days or the Loveline I'm days? I'm guess. I'm. Fuck, who knows? Brian sprained guessing, his neck from nodding. So I'm guessing the guy you, the, the producer you were thinking about maybe working with for your documentary had no idea that you were probably sitting next to the culprit who leads off this movie. Who said as a producer? Well, what else would, would the person be? Maybe Football someone player? a little more involvement in uh, picking the clip. Director? It's not important who. Mm, well, he's one of the producers as well. Just oh, that's, good. that's a really good point. Then do your homework. Okay. Anyway, onto the film itself. It fought after we get past the uh, montage of uh, hate speech. Was um, it Corolla and like Tucker Carlson and like who else? No, it was it was uh, it was broadcast over um, uh, shots of LA. Okay, so it's just Corolla monologue for 10, 12 seconds. Oh, nice Corolla. Yeah. Is he credited? I know, I know, I didn't check. Look on the IMDb page. I'm looking. He doesn't look to be credited. Who re reviewed it? Regardless, that's 12 seconds of the film. Wait, the real quick. I'm sorry. Do you think Corolla's happy when he, if he, like, you know, if he, if this movie's playing and he's in the room and he's like, eh, that's me. Do you think he's like, oh, I don't know. I, like I mean, that. I, I didn't feel like the clip was a cheap shot. Like it's, 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 it's like a full, it's a full, cohesive thought. And take and a bit, so mm, it didn't feel. She as thought though, it had merit. Not that, but it didn't feel as though it was taken out of context or manipulated in some way. I don't remember it that well. It was honest. I, it was his honest. We're getting take. bogged down in a very uh, minor <laughs> detail. You can't bring up somebody who we both worked with, who we have uh, you know thoughts of, and uh, we can't explore it. I'm just saying it was, it. it was fun to hear the guy. Again. His name's. <laughs> His name is nowhere uh, associated oh. on the IMDb uh, deep. Uh, That'd so. be a ballsy move. Starring. Yeah. Yeah. Featuring. Narrated by. 
So it goes on to be a, uh, a, a sports doc about uh, these two rival high schools that always end up playing each other at the end of the year. And as you can imagine, it follows certain kids through certain uh, ordeals throughout the year. There's one kid who oh already has a baby. He's like 18 and he already has a baby and he's playing the game. He might be on the team, might not. He has like, you know, responsibilities, as you can imagine. Um it's also touches on things like what does it mean to be American, right? Like Americans, we all we all came from somewhere else, some willingly, some not, uh, and uh, we're all here trying to make it as Americans. Yeah. Making air quotes. Brian on the poster at the bottom, uh, underneath cool. the credits, um, it has a Facebook link. I've never seen that on a movie poster before. Well, it was 2017. It says Facebook.com backslash or just slash uh, All Americans film. Yep. There's one kid who he's uh, Mexican, obviously, and his family, like his grandparents, his abuelos, are uh, from uh, Mexico, and uh, they speak fluent Spanish pretty exclusively. And he's so getting so Americanized that he doesn't speak much Spanish. He doesn't speak Spanish well, I guess you would say. So he feels disconnected from his family. It's those kind of stories, and they're well told, and I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it would be hard to access. That said, you can probably find the All-Americans uh, documentary from 2017. On Facebook, I think. On Facebook, on Roku. There's a few places to get it. So Abra Morama uh, are, is the distributor, and I'm on their website right now looking at their, their movies that they've distributed. Oh, here. any others you heard of? Well, it's hard to tell because, I mean, this is the website. <laughs> it's it's, is just, it, it it's just years uh, with no movies underneath it's, it. It's challenging. Is it GeoCities? GeoCities? <laughs> I, I do. What does that mean? A very old uh, yeah. site building Hosting, from like yeah. 2000. Maybe. maybe it's it not was, loaded. Maybe it was uh, past its prime by 2000. No, it was, yeah, circa 2000. I'm just, I, I don't think we've ever talked about a movie, movie save, like a, uh, a listener assignment perhaps had like something in the forties as far as like, uh, well, uh look, up, ratings. Uh, look up delivering Bert. Is it on IMDb? I don't think it is. That's the last one more obscure. Well, oh, and I did talk about it, didn't I? Uh, rightfully yes, so. To the show. That's uh, they're about to do a whole NPR two part, uh, episode on delivering Bert wait. with Corolla. I mean, Corona <laughs> with Corona. <laughs> They interviewed him. They interviewed his two bodies who were part of the uh, delivering Burt saga. All right. Enough of that. Let's see if it's on. Does Carano put his foot in his mouth? I think he might. No, Carano's hardly in it at all. Oh, wait, for the NPR thing? Delivering delivering Burt is not on IMDb. Okay, there you go. More obscure. Come on. Come on, Carano. Got to get that up there. Oh, Carano. All right. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break and come back with our top five. Yeah, old new movies. Best old news. After this. Welcome to the future in this year's wildest super fun show for adults. Hey gang, it's Josh Olson. And Joe Dante. And we want to tell you about our podcast. It's about movies. Josh, there are a thousand podcasts about movies. Sure, but ours is different, Joe. That's true, actually. Our guests are writers, directors, musicians, comedians, actors. Hell, we even have other podcasters on. We play no favorites, and they don't talk so much about their own work but about the movies that have influenced them and made them who they are. We call it the movies that made me. We've talked with people like Guillermo del Toro, Little Stevie Van Zandt, Martin Short, Ethan Hawke, William Freakin, Barbara Crampton, Jonathan Ross, Dennis Lehane, Mark Duplass, Adam McKay, Lorraine Newman, Jason Reitman, Alison Anders, Elijah Wood, Stephen Canales, Eli Roth, Joe Bob Briggs, Roger Corman, Bobcat Goldthwait, Leon Douglas, Dana Gould, Martin Campbell, Shane Black, Albert Hughes, Emily Deschanel, Joe Biafra, Larry Fessenden, Nicole Hawson, Shaka King, Lee Daniels, Rosalind Chow, Clancy Brown, Yardley Smith, Ike Barrow, Steve Arquette, Thomas Mildred, Jim Prince, Mike Wick, and Uwe Boll. It may not be highbrow, but it's lots of fun. 
Subscribe for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. In color to thrill you as never before. We all know how important it is to keep your eye on the money and not just your own. To follow trends, track financial situations, follow gains and losses, check out the Yahoo Finance podcast. Every day, we'll give you a quick overview of the latest market and financial news that you need to know. You'll be able to hear about the biggest headlines in the business world in three minutes or less, right after markets close. It's perfect to listen to while you make another cup of coffee or work out a new budget. Check it out now. Listen to Yahoo Finance wherever you get your podcasts. That's Yahoo Finance wherever you get your podcasts. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Where legends are made. For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism, villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy and triumph that when sewn together form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood. Available now, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back. Time to count down those movies we caught up with last year. They were new to us, but were from years past and still made an impression. I just, uh, this just in, Avery has a list. Uh, not just a list, a top 10 list. So for those Avery haters, uh, you have a lot to hate coming up. Buckle up. Don't you normally do a top 10 or is that just Valtis? Uh Valtis, I always do top 10. Oh, then I just have a top five then. No, no, we well, can do 10. Show. We can do 10. I'm, I'm interested too because you have more catching up to do than than uh, Brian and I, or at least I, because uh, you are- uh, Brian's seen tons of movies. Touch yeah. younger. They had to invent new movies for me. So. <laughs> they do that every year. That's why the show continues to be of service. How long could the show exist if- they just stop making new stuff. I, I would imagine a long time. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm you, looking. I'm you looking. You the same movies every week. I, I would like to uh, apologize to uh, Abra, Abra Morama Films because they, do, Abra? They, have some, they have some movies that I've seen that I'm familiar with. So <laughs> exit through the gift shop. Uh, oh, you know, nice. Are you going to eat your fucking words? Um, Senna, which we, uh, we both oh, like. Oh, there's a fucking huge. Mistaken for Strangers, Escape from Tomorrowland, Tomorrow, which we didn't love, which uh, was the, uh, the, that the, was the, the, the movie about the shot the story all on iPhones of the film, yeah. in, in uh, Disneyland, that's Disney right. World. Uh, the Look of Silence, which was- Oh, uh, that's big, right. They got some big, uh, big movies. It just took a long time for these movies to load. Because there's so many. For whatever reason, the football movie that Brian saw didn't see the light of day, it seems. Uh, I'm wondering, did you like that movie though? I still, I still don't know. If you I did. Okay. It's, it's, you, you it's, like it's a solid sports talk. Specifically. If we turn the cameras off, would the answer be the same? We'll turn it off by now. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the, the more, the more, the more recent, uh, oh, Anvil, the story of Anvil. Yeah. That was the last one that um, I recognize. Were they involved in Fast X? They were not. Mm. Anything started fast. No. Okay, so let's let's move on. I feel like Anna, Anna Ad, Abracadabra or Ad, Adromarama. Uh, Annapurna. Watch, I end up making a deal with them. <laughs> they just find this I just, I hope that they never hear this episode. 
Hey, I came around though. Okay. I came around. Okay. Looks like it's been a couple of years since they've had anything of a note. All right. I don't know what happened. Maybe that the leader over there left. I don't know what happened. Let's just speculate bluntly. Okay. Yeah. Top five speculations. Ooh, billion dollar babies. Didn't you see that? Or people wanted to see that, right? With the uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. They did that one. Oh, I, I, I meant to see it. I don't actually. think it's available any, anywhere. I think that was a problem. I think I wanted to see it, but I couldn't find it. All right, here we go. Sorry. I keep waxing. I'm done, but waxing. Time to count down some films that we saw that were new to us. What's your, uh, do you want to start? Or five? No, you go ahead. Any controversy? I don't think so. I mean, I almost had a TV show on here, but I, I took it off last <laughs> minute. That, that feels problematic. I should have had a couple of TV shows because there were a couple like Chernobyl will be top of the list. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Nathan Fielder became a, uh, finally, I, I have him on my, on my list of some of my favorite people in the world, Nathan Fielder. And oh, uh, yeah. that uh, Delivery in Francis, is that what it was Finding called? Francis. Finding Francis. Finding Francis was one of the best new move, old new movies I saw last year. Saw it twice. It's not on your list. It's fantastic. But it's not really a movie because it's the, it's the last episode. It's the final episode, season finale of his, our series finale. series finale. Yeah. But it, I mean, even though it's like feature length, and it's standalone. It could do its own thing. Like you could watch that. I watched it with my mom and my sister for the second time, and they didn't know anything about Nathan Fielder, and they still loved it. So it's a great fucking movie TV show. Well, right. Why is it on your list? Because it's not really a movie. I just I thought I just explained that. Like it's it's, it's a series series finale though. All right. Didn't get like distribution. It's not theatrical. Well, there are release. plenty of films that did, that we talk about in this show that don't uh, end up in theaters. Yeah, but they're not like definitive. Like, to, like I would never have oh, what I like. Small Axe was my favorite movie of the year. It was literally year. on your walls. It, it was my favorite. It was number weird. one a few years ago, and it was five, five movies that were made for TV. Mm. Have to rethink this. Do all right. Nathan Fielder's number one. Uh, <laughs> Finding Francis. I number five for me. Finding Francis. Number five for me is, uh, oh, and all, by the way, four of my five were assigned by listeners, which was a very, very nice thing. And I have uh, the assignments. I looked up and went back and saw who assigned them to us. Number five for me, Baby Teeth mm. from 2020, assigned by Nick Eats Cake. Yep. Nick, my boy. Nick. Enjoy. Hey, Baby Teeth is number two on my list. So oh. you want to just do this together? Sure. Why don't we save it? Okay, we'll save it. Yeah, we'll save, save it, it for, for your uh, for for toward the end of the list. ABT rules. Big very good. All right, so uh, I'll get to my number five then, and that is "Sick of Myself." Mm. Right? Did you see "Sick of Myself"? You saw it with me because it was assigned to us, right? I believe so. Chad Ice. Not only did he assign a "Sick of Myself," but Chad Ice is also my editor. Uh, he was one of the editors on Groupers, and he's editing. He, he just wrapped up this short, uh, "Loaded for Bear" short. Oh, nice! Very, very adept. Very, very good editor. When he saw, when he shares his Premiere Pro project with me, and I open it up, I'm like, I don't know what kind of wizardry this man's doing, but I, I've never seen a timeline look like this. It's, Fair. it's like, uh, it's got, it, it's got the pride flag going on. There's so many different colors and, and things he uses on that. This is not interesting to anyone unless you use Premiere Pro. But the man uses so many different categories and colors, and it's just it's a beautiful looking timeline. Like I, I could frame it; it's beautiful. And I try and adjust it, and I'm like, I can't because he's doing things that I've. He's so. I thought I was a good editor, and I knew my way around Premiere Pro until working with Chad this most recent time. And the man knows what he's doing. Anyway, so sick of myself was very good, and it would be in my top five, except it violates the one rule we have, What's which that? is from the year before. So sick of myself is not on my list. Um, 
and, uh, and then it gets I, and then I'm it gets stuck. One for me. It gets stuck in uh, in that weird limbo because like, what is it going to be on next year's? It can't be now. Now it no, can't. No, exactly, it goes away. All right, sick of myself and dream scenario should both be checked out. I think sick of myself is the better of the two. I enjoyed it more. I think it's a more biting satirical look at. Uh, um, the society we live in today. And, and the quest for notoriety, fame, recognition. Narcissism is really explored yep. here. But yeah, sick of myself. Thank you, Chad, for uh, bringing that to our attention. You might remember Chad also brought us uh, Greasy Strangler. He's the one that forced us to watch that a few years right. ago, as well as Greener Grass. Which, have green. you seen Greener Grass yet, Avery? I have. Very strange. You, Yeah, it seems like a movie I think you would appreciate. Though. Very odd. Some, I, it, some of it is a little hard to watch, but uh, the very funny. Can I have my baby back? No, you may not have your baby back. Oh, well, it couldn't hurt to ask, right? No, it did hurt. It hurt a lot for you to ask to have your baby back. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking greener grass. So, it's so odd. <laughs> Becomes a golden retriever, that boy. Drinking the pool water. All right, so uh, what I got to go through my list here. Spore Loose. Hey, that's an easy one. I wanted to have Spore Loose on my list. It's a great fucking movie. I just feel like I've already seen, I was already so familiar with Spore Loose. And I had already seen clips of it, uh, and I had already seen the remake uh, a few times. So uh, that's why it wasn't initially on my list. But Spoor Loose is now on my list. Uh, it's a fantastic foreign uh, film about um, well, it's, it, The Vanishing is what a lot of people have probably seen. Uh, you may not have uh, seen The Vanishing, but if you have with Jeff Bridges, it's, it's the same. That's the remake of Spoor Loose, and it's about a, a man and his... Uh, girlfriend slash fiance and they stop at a, they're on a road trip together they stop at a truck stop and uh, uh, he goes to the bathroom and comes back and she's gone and uh, he becomes obsessed with finding her and that is the movie and there is satisfaction and it's not oh. doesn't leave you hanging and you saw Spore Loose with me uh, yeah I did I'm, I'm wondering why it's not on my list I'm looking it up right now it's really good it came out um, a while ago what was the year See, I, I'm not prepared for this I'm not prepared for this Spore Loose 1950. They did a TV series called Spore Loose. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. All right. So, uh, Spore Loose is my uh, number five. It's a it's a movie worth watching. Who? So do they? Spore Loose. Did they? Uh, oh no. Was it marketed as The Vanishing here in uh, the U.S.? Let's well, there's a remake Spore. called. Yeah, I know that, but I'm saying if you were to look for this to stream. James assigned us The Vanishing, but then who assigned us Spore Loose? I don't have it on my list, or maybe... Sorry to whoever assigned us Spore Loose. I was not prepared for this. I would have done it. God damn it. Um, No, Brian. It was just... It didn't get a whole lot of marketing out here because it wasn't a big... uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a big release out here. When I understand that. What I'm saying is if our listener was so prompted to want to find it, it's not showing up on IMDb. This so, is a good pod. This is the awful pod. I understand that. <laughs> but what's going on? Why is it not showing up on IMDb? <sighs> Brian, take it away. I'll, I'll figure this out. I think you might be want to look for The Vanishing, which is what it was called, right? Like and the American title slapped on it when it was uh, made available. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's 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 then it, on IMDb it's listed as the vanishing. Yeah, that's what I have it as. Because they, there's that's very confusing because there's the the remake which is also called the vanishing. I'm glad you had it on your list because that's a solid solid movie that uh, was fighting for a spot on mine and uh, did not make it, and so I'm glad we got to talk about it. 
The Vanishing mm-hmm. came out in 1993. Uh, Spurlus, or The Vanishing, as it was marketed here, as Brian Adepley said, and I fought him on it because I'm a fool. Uh, 1988 is when the original came out. And uh, we watched both. At least I watched both of them last year, I think. And uh, yeah. Would you like me to save my 10 till the end or work them in? Work them in. Don't save them in the end. Work them in. I'll do half and half. I'll save five till the end. <laughs> I'll, ma- I'll make mine quick. Uh, my number 10 uh, is Miller's Crossing. It's the reason I was disappointed by Driveway Dolls. It was so fucking good. I was blown away by how good uh, John Turturro was in. He's was great. in it. Just his range and uh, it made me think of like top five crying scenes. Just him begging at a certain point for one character not to do something. I was blown away. Like the how- hat. Like the hat was blown away in the movie. Yes, I yeah. was blown away, and I, I was kind of surprised this isn't talked about more on the show or just in. Uh, movie going life. I feel like I don't hear this. It gets mentioned a little lost. A yeah. Some of their earlier work does get a little lost. I always, I always lean on, uh, that other Totoro movie that I love so much. And I'm drawing a bard think. Yeah. That's from that era of Coen brothers filmmaking. That's the one that I always like, uh, Which go is back to obviously phenomenal, but I feel like this gets a little lost in the shuffle. Uh, Gabriel Byrne is amazing in this. I respond to their comedy more than the noir is part of the problem with me personally too. Because this is very noir, but there are funny moments in it. But but I feel like they really nailed it. And I think this kind of, because it flew under my radar, I was especially blown away with how how great it was. Uh, And then my number nine, something that's been covered a million times on the film vault, but I just just finally caught up with is Defending Your Life. Oh, Oh, my God. What a fun fun movie. High on, uh, I don't know if the fun scale, but very enjoyable, very... uh, Cathartic, uh, emotional, delightful, enjoyable. It's just, it's just fantastic. I mean, there's not much more to say, but it is uh, my number nine. Congrats on seeing that. Uh, I can't believe uh, you didn't let us know that you saw it and came out. It seems like something you'd come in here quoting. Well, cards close to the vest. Saving it for this. Yeah, yeah. Number four for me. Too many pies. It's too many pies. Way too many pies. I love the stand up. I think think nine pies. I always think of that. Like, if I was in there, I would just try and get my. uh, my case kicked down the road so I could just go to the all-you-can-eat sushi every night. Oh, yeah. It would be the best. Like, that would be a great existence. If I just sat at a sushi bar eating sushi for the rest of existence, I would never get bored. That's what that's what a glutton I am. I would never get bored. Sir, yeah. how did you die? On stage like you. Eating the sea. I would just <laughs> eat the sea all day. All right. Number four for me, uh, 2023 was a big year for us, catching up on Japanese cinema. And Andrew Barton assigned us High and Low. Very good. Which I enjoyed very much. And as a number four film, Akira Kurosawa's High and Low from 1963. Uh, kidnapping Mystery. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you have to say about it. No, it's, it's, a, it's a whodunit. It's a Hitchcockian in certain ways. And um, I, I uh, helped uh, to remedy a blind spot in a, a bit, uh, seeing so much Kurosawa in Japanese cinema. When when did we see Ikaru though? Because that's that's the one that's the oh, really? best that I've seen by Ikaru, far and away. But that was two years. Ikaru was two years ago. Akira was last year. Yeah, Akira, different. Akira. That's right. Yeah, Akira with A is Ikaru was a couple years ago at least. Okay, because I think it was on my list last year. Because that was uh, the best uh, it Akira Kurosawa ki- Which one's the kidnapping gone wrong? Uh, this high is and High and Low. High uh, and low. Ikaru is the one they remade with Bill Nye. Mm. Uh, last yes, yes, yes. All right. The only documentary on my list, which is uh, new old to me, uh, new to me, but old. And it's a movie that originally came up. I think it was on my top five uh, Sundance preview from a few years ago. And that mm. is Feels Good Man. 
<laughs> was wow, do I love this movie. Came out in 2020, uh, premiered at Sundance. And it's the story of Pepe the Frog and how he was uh, reappropriated or stolen by the, uh, the, the extreme alt-right uh, to peddle their uh, messages. And uh, it, poor uh, Matt Fury, who uh, created Pepe, is just the sweetest, nicest, very bright artist who just wants to live life, man. You know, he likes his little character. It's a fun little character. And to watch him go down... <laughs> This this path of following his beloved Pepe, who he gave birth to, essentially co-opted, uh, co-opt, co-opted, and is is fascinating. It's uh, insightful, uh, sad at times, hilarious at other times, scary. It's got everything. This documentary's got yeah. everything. So uh, feels good, man. Directed by Arthur Jones is the the fourth best new old movie I saw last year. And it's a pretty good uh, boot camp for internet culture. If you've been tuned out or don't really get it, don't it was for me. Yes. Yeah. You'll yeah. learn a lot because I don't engage, as you know. My brain just can't can't take it. I don't play video games because I can't. Uh, I don't. There's no off switch with me. You rarely send memes. I don't. What's that? You you rarely send memes. I yeah. I try not to communicate. Period. Mm. Uh, through spoken word, I like to talk to people, but uh, which my wife was always giving me shit for. She's like, no one wants to talk. I'm like, I gotta I gotta call this guy. Just text that person. Don't call them. I'm like, no. I don't like all the back and forth. I like to wrap it up. Hang up the call and be like, yeah, we, we had a I good know. back and forth there. Not like calling, calling, calling someone these days is a tantamount to assault. It is. It's almost as bad as just, yeah, knocking on their door, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. I hate the, the kick of the door down. Yeah. The long form conversations that we are, I don't think our brains, or at least my brain is not. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> That's a lot of equipment. A lot of stuff just fell off the table. My brain is not set up for asking a question and then four or five hours later getting an answer. And then yeah. a new question is posited to me, and then I will respond in three or four hours. Are we it's still recording after Edison dropped all that? It yeah. is awful. Like I don't think that anyone should communicate that way, right? That's how we do. No. You know what's kind of funny? I don't know. This is after disaster conversation, but this has never occurred to me until yeah. talking about this. Like back in the day, that's how you had to communicate, right? You write a letter. Yeah, yeah. Like Western Union was not making a joke, but like send a fucking pigeon yeah. or a falcon, right? Or a horse. And then we got to like, oh, well, phones, immediate, immediate gratification. We get answers immediately or even facts. It's kind of quick. And now we're going back to the uh, send it. Yeah, text. we're going back to the, uh, yeah, Western Union Telegram. Uh, the, uh, send it and uh, get a response tomorrow, maybe. I need, I need to take care of things now, get the answers I'm looking for now. You're wheeling and dealing. Yeah, I hate, I have, I, I do have uh, a number of clients who only like to text. I, really, I got clients I'm looking for. I've not met them in person and I, and I've not spoken to them on the phone, but they have me doing all sorts of stuff and they're getting close to like actually making offers and I've not spoken well, to them. You're getting catfished. Okay. I realize now that rather than it's rare that I will call someone out of the blue. Usually I'll text them like, Hey, you got a minute? Can I call you? Which feels like a ne unnecessary step, but here we are. What do you do? You call them and ask no, them? You, you no, call. you text them. Hey, you got, you got five Yeah, minutes. I try and do that unless I'm yeah. driving. Then sometimes it'll just cold call people. Like I cold called Bruce yesterday. I haven't talked to him in months and I just called him. I felt bad. Just called Bruce without any warning at all. <laughs> all of a sudden you got Anderson like in your ear. I'm sorry. Oh God, this sounds awful. <laughs> all right. Uh, where are we? You? Uh, I just said, feels good, man. Oh yeah. My number uh, seven and eight from a top 10. I don't know if you could have two more different movies. Juxtaposed. Uh, my number eight is from 1977. Uh, I caught up with this one. I was not all that well versed in uh, the Burt Reynolds lore outside of Deliverance. 
Uh, but I was blown away by Smokey and the Bandit. Mm. It was <laughs> absurd that you haven't seen that. <laughs> it was. I haven't seen it. It was a. That's uh, not absurd. You're right. A true delight. I really, really enjoyed this. I don't know if it's still streaming on Netflix, but uh, it's a scant hour thirty six. And I'm a big '70s movie guy, I like '70s car movies too. But inevitably, you run into something problematic, whether it's uh, you know the on uh, victimizing women or minorities mm-hmm. or what have you. This movie. Uh, holds up. And it was remarkable how unproblematic it was, which was really refreshing to me. It was just high on the fun scale. Wait, wait. Oh, so there's none, there's there's none, none of, that of that. Really? I was, I was that re- is, that would be a good gambling game. Yeah. Is this problematic? Like with kids who have not, and I say kids, I mean like, you know, people your age who have not seen this movie and like you got to sit them down. Like, is there going to be, is there anything problematic in here? Because I was bracing myself. I loved uh, uh, Mark Crimmins. Uh, he recommended Charlie Varick. I loved that movie. It would have cracked the top 10, but there's some problematic stuff in there. So you still can't be in the top 10 of movie making, even though, you know, there's there's some problematic stuff of its era. You still got to like It still uh, didn't quite make it. the top 10 for me, but Charlie Varick is another great one with Matt Thau if you're looking for uh, some car. I know. Car, Crimmins uh, has been at me about that for years. Very so. enjoyable, and I think it's now streaming on Netflix. But it is. I just saw that. Smokey the Bandit, High in the Fun Scale, would recommend, uh, and it won't make you cringe. Uh, Cannonball Run. You've seen that one yet? Uh, no, because I don't on. think it's streaming anyway. Uh, and my number seven, very different than Smokey and the Bandit. I enjoyed this way more than I thought it would. Uh, his Spotlight. What? I've never seen Spotlight. You 2015 liked it? Spotlight. Right. I hate it. I don't know if I could we say. Uh, it, I don't know if I could say that it's enjoyable, but it went down smoother than I thought. I was engaged we, the entire time. We've probably uh, undersold it throughout the years. Yeah, I think that that could be that could be absolutely mm. true. And the acting was phenomenal. I really, really responded to this movie and thought it was fantastic. And uh, it felt like something that was homework, and it was not. Ruffalo's thing is fucking awesome. Yeah, and I, I thought Agreed. the whole cast was really strong, especially Ruffalo. And uh, yeah, if you've been skipping on this because it feels like dry, boring homework, uh, right. dive in. It's good. Yeah. I'm hearing you. I'm just not looking at you. Sorry. Smoky in the spotlight. Smoky, smoky in the spotlight. Yeah, they are very different movies. Very different. However, they're both very white. Very good. Very white. Number three for me. Uh, speaking of uh, delving into Japanese cinema and uh, erasing some blind spots, uh, we saw a lot of good uh, animated films last year, Anderson. Mm-hmm. A lot of good Japanimation. My favorite of the bunch was assigned to us by Tyler Booth, talking about Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind from 1984. Princess of the Yeah. Oh, is it Princess Nausicaa? Isn't it? I thought it was just Nausicaa. All right. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, written and directed oh, you're by right. it's just not Hayao Miyazaki, and uh, yes, this is a classic stream on HBO Max. I encourage you to uh, catch up with it if you have a similar blind spot to us, which is not having seen a lot of these movies. Yeah, it's uh, it'll show up on my list later. Oh, yeah, Nausicaa. Nausicaa. I've seen it twice now. Very enjoyable. Number three for me is a uh, Peter Bogdanovich film, which I can't believe I have Mr. Bogdanovich, or God rest his soul. Um, a movie on my list. I don't think God has anything to do with it. Targets. 1968's Targets oh. is stirring. It's chilling. It's uh, a movie that is from 1968 before the end of the hippie era, before uh, things really hit the fan with just how uh, sick human beings can be in the modern society with, uh, obviously, with uh, the, the end of the... Oh, with Peter Boyle, Yes. <laughs> With the end of yeah, with the end of the uh, hippie no, era. No, sorry, Boris Carlo. Boyle, no, Boris Carlo. Uh, Carlo is, and uh, <sighs> with 
with Manson, Charles, I could not think of Charlie Manson with Charlie yeah. Manson, you know, kind of like making people lock their doors and whatnot. But this is on the precipice of that. This is before that. Yeah. And it's just show, it's just a, a portrait of a, a, uh, just a, a sociopath who looks normal, which was pretty ahead of its time. I think the boy next door who just goes on a killing spree right. for un- could be, reasons. could be next door to your house. And, uh, you know, while this movie is not, um, uh, a big giant production. You got dummies falling off, off of uh, uh, towers and whatnot. I mean, it is <laughs> it is fairly uh, cheap at times. Uh, it's all shot out here in and around uh, Los Angeles and the Valley in that era, which had me loving uh, parts of it as well. And it's just a story of like this. He looks like he should be in Gidget, uh, but he is a cold blooded killer for unknown reasons, which makes it even more chilling. And uh, I love that targets. I've been meaning to catch up with this literally for decades since I read about it in like the early nineties. And I finally just last year decided to take the plunge. Can't remember why. Maybe it was for um, cinematics because I was still doing mm. cinematics last year. So I love that targets. Now people have gotten back to me. I think Carano, possibly Tai Tai uh, after me going on and on about targets and how much I loved it. And neither one of them, I don't think I uh, liked it nearly as much as I did, but and then I love this kind of thing too. Like that there's a couple water towers that he's up on with his rifle and he's just picking off people driving down the four Oh five. And I, and I pass those routinely probably three or four times a week I pass and they're still there. They look the exact same. The freeway when we're seeing what he's seeing through the scope is yeah. completely different because yeah. it's in, in the other side of the freeway, which is now, um, Panorama City is not there. <laughs> it's not there in 1968. It's, but I love it. hadn't been developed. It's like Panorama City not there. Right? <laughs> it was not, it's not, not there, there. But, right? But I just love seeing like they he's he's in a drive-in at which is no longer there. Now yeah. it's like condos, but uh I just love seeing, you know, an area that I'm very familiar with on a day on the daily look in looking yesteryear right. through the lens of uh this movie from 1968. So I like uh targets. Peter Bogdanovich's Targets, starring Tim O'Kelly, Hold on, uh, Boris Karloff. texting me. I said it wasn't that good. Boris Karloff. Panda. Nancy. Sue. 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 My, my phone might chime because I'm going to put um, take off. Do not disturb. Do what you got to do, man. Tuesday is a big day for realtors. Brian, I don't know why you say that. It's not true. Okay. <laughs> Avery, what is your uh, next installment? My, uh, my five and six. It was uh, number six I was looking for. Something to watch during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Something fun, something fun, light. Yeah. Uh, I was blown away by how good Klaus was. Oh, Klaus rules. Uh, it was. Oh, I'm so glad. Made me extremely dusty. Klaus is great. Dusty throughout. Uh, I can't believe I, that Anderson, I don't think you liked it as much as Brian. I like Klaus. Did. Brian was pushing it so hard. He's trying yeah. to make me watch it in August and stuff. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I don't know if you should do that. Uh, but I was completely blown away by uh, the storytelling in this, by the voice acting. Uh, it was just so touching on every level, and it just uh, left it, me floating the rest of the day. Fun. I loved it. I he's couldn't enjoy it more. High on the fun scale. Very, very high on the fun scale. Very inventive, and yeah, it was great. Enjoyable. Just My uh, seven-year-old daughter enjoys uh, Klaus very much. And a delight. Uh, my number five... From uh, 2012, I hadn't seen it until now. I know you guys were kind of mixed on it, but I I really, really responded to uh, Silver Linings Playbook. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It did it for me. It fell off. I was, uh, I, I was carried away. I, go, I wanted to like it so much, but it just felt like they were all acting, which was weird. I was going to say, I feel, like, I feel like if anything, it doesn't hold up as well because now they're huge stars. Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. Robert De Niro, where, yeah, uh, he's really made a... 
Whereas at the time, maybe the newness of them kind of added to it. I don't know. I, I haven't obviously I seen it. I, I, I disagree. Normally, but again, I think this is one that lives and dies in their relationship. I know if Robert you don't care. is a selfish actor at the hangover and all that. Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't like the character. I didn't like, I didn't care about it. They, they annoyed me kind of. But that's, but, and that's what I thought was interesting. Normally, I would hate these characters and I normally do not respond to them, but something about it really touched me and I enjoyed it. I have really, you seen like a lot of the David O. Russell stuff? Because like, if you like that vibe, yeah, he, does it, he does it even better like with other things. Like Brian doesn't like it at all. But uh, uh, I heart Huckabee. I have not oh, seen no, Huckabee's. No. I really like the uh, I heart Huckabee's. Brian does not like it all. I had a bad uh, American Hustle was Flir- American oh, Hustle. Yeah, flirting with disaster. I haven't seen that one. Fucked the yes with oh, the flirting with disaster. I might be. Dude. I might be. Uh, oh, flirting. I Russell. I think that's my favorite or Russell movie. It's small. It's comedy, but it's so good. It's good. It's really spanking good. the monkeys. You know, you can tell that's it's the very first. indie out, out, out of the gate. Yeah, but uh, I love that I heart Huckabee's. Uh, Brian feels completely justified because I guess he saw him in an interview, David o. Russell, or perhaps it was uh, he read something where uh, David o. Russell was suggesting that he had lost his way while making I heard. Oh Huckabee's. no, this is the, after the fact. I didn't like it when I saw it's, it. It's good. It's good. But I was uh, I was surprisingly delighted. De Niro uh, was doing a little too much. I don't know if I responded uh, too I think that's much to maybe what, he what threw was me off. He was uh, he was doing something I hadn't seen before, and I don't need to know if I need to see him do it again. Yeah. But uh, I thought Bradley Cooper and uh, Jennifer Lawrence were phenomenal. Really, really, really enjoyed that movie. Not high expectations is what I had going in, and uh, I left. Uh, I think maybe that's what it was. You guys have kind of lowered it. It's been a while. It's cooled off, and now yeah. it's uh, time to revisit. I'm not going to ever do that, I don't think, but let's uh, let's move on. Number two on my list, the only film that what? Take a break. Oh, oh yeah, take a break. Take a break. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Sure. Good. Why not? The number fucking interrupt me again. <laughs> you're not going to take us out? Uh, coming up next, a little bit of Amazon, and then the rest of our list of old new movies after that. 43 flavors of jam. Uh, a purchase reminded me that uh, Easter is coming up. Someone got themselves, or got. Just never ends. More likely for their kids, uh, Easter basket stuffers, slime packs. First yeah. of all, I don't know, Anderson, if you have thoughts slime, on slime. I definitely have thoughts slime on no not, glitter. Slime no, is not allowed in these no four slime. walls. That's right. There's a lot of things for kids to play with. Please do not. What is, uh, sli- is this a new thing? Kid, kids love slime, yes. And uh, stains, like the Nickelodeon they slime? They don't or give it, it just comes like in like a little like Play-Doh uh, package, essentially, uh, and they're different colors, and they're slimy, and they're wet, as you'd imagine. So it is they, new shit. They get in carpet, they go on walls, it and they leave the stain in. on the wall. Uh, some gr- some uh, girl that says a school not sweetly gave her some slime to bring home and Tessa put it in her backpack and the container opened. And you can imagine what came home. A what she got in that backpack. backpack. I mean, she's in second grade. What she really got in there though. You know oh, there's I mean? a lot of stuff. Hey, your uh, kid doesn't bring backpack to school. Yeah, I know. But he comes home and there's like nothing in the backpack except for his water bottle and his jacket. Uh, there's stuff. Uh, point is, uh, it was a uh, quite the uh, cleaning cleaning experience yeah, for me. Yeah, sorry, buddy. It sucked. That said, uh, someone bought slime packs for an Easter basket. And it reminded me, if you're getting uh, tchotchkes, eggs, uh, chocolate coins, what have you, Peeps. stickers. Stick, we're big into stickers. Peeps. Stickers is good. They're not uh, sugary and edible, and they will... Uh, Generally, be used within a week. They end up on on your. I know. There's window no good, there's in your no car. Good answer, no good answer. That's it. Books. If you're getting ooh books. If you're getting uh, books or what have you for Easter, eh, consider uh, helping us out and 
tap on that banner, tap on that link when you uh, go to shop on Amazon. Costs you nothing. Helps out the show. Other things purchased on the Amazon link. That's it. AndersonandMario.com includes... <laughs> Oh, possibly for Easter. Uh, Jurassic World fruit-flavored snack pouches. An Apple iPad, 10th generation. Nutriful hair, uh, Nutriful men's hair growth supplements. Vivor 5-tier adjustable storage unit. Vipec, Vipec, rolling clothes rack. $99, a weird amount. Why don't you just go the full under? $99 Nintendo eShop gift card uh, was purchased. <laughs> funny. <laughs> Maybe they wrapped it in a dollar. Oh, clever. Not bad. Uh, some little uh, origami right there. Uh, Vacmaster Vac Professional Wet Dry Vac was purchased. A Ninja Coffee Maker Pro CMT Ultra Finish Saw Blade. Marvel Spider-Man 2 for PS5. PS5 Launch Edition, technically. Uh, NASA Tech Garage Door Insulation Foam Kit was picked up. Two. Leviton motion sensor light switches, Fujifilm lithium ion rechargeable battery was purchased. <clears throat> Someone got themselves a pet kit cat water fountain. Uh, what is this? Sorry, not a lot of small letters there. Datumar cargo mat for Ford Explorer, LG refrigerator water filter, uh, leash light leash leash leash. Life cordless leaf blower, Mario vs. Donkey Kong for Nintendo Switch was purchased, uh, Ultima Replenisher Electrolyte Powder, uh, Nespresso Capsules, Dark Roast, Beyond Raw, sounds dirty, but it's actually HMB Powder, uh, road, bo- road Box, Road Box Compression Shorts. Also sounds dirty. Yeah, I thought it was like Roblox, but it's like it was a big thing for kids to play with on devices. Battery Tender. 12 volt battery charger. Uh, someone got themselves that old ISO Pure protein powder. Creamy vanilla. Oh, I'm realizing I'm ahead of myself. That's all right. I'm going to have to post right here. All right, everyone get ready. This is exciting. Someone got themselves Energizer Alkaline Power. Yeah, you heard right. Triple A Batteries. Nailed it. Why would you laugh? Nailed it. Why would you laugh? Because it's so terrible. Here's the moment that was the last time I talked at you. Flawless. Somebody clicked and got themselves some drive. Now, is this a douche move? And I think it might be, but I don't get it. Uh, Atticus, I was. Uh, I had a lot of plans to do uh, different movies and videos and Addy and Andy's with uh, Atticus, and then life kind of got a little bit busier, and I haven't really been able to do much since I moved. Uh, I am working on a couple other Addy and Andy things. I shot a bunch of stuff. I just didn't have time to cut it together. I'm trying to like you know find 20 minutes a day. You just chip away at these these kinds of things, right? Uh, anyways, one of the things that I had planned when he was like three years old was to do uh, recreate a scene from Drive down in the L.A. River, which is right by us. I've been to that location where they actually shot all that. I was going to put him in his little like fake car, and I went and I, I on Amazon I bought the Drive jacket, oh, the smallest one they had, right? And it was way too big for him. So I put it in a bag, forgot about it. I found it like three months ago. He wears it to school quite often. Is this is this bad? Is the douche move for a seven year old oh. kid to be wearing the uh, no, I think it's the sad. satin it's you know, it with would the be scorpion? A move if it was like the gear the film came out. At this point, that's just living life. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. It's okay. I don't know if I'm any of the parents, I mean, any of the teachers or parents or anyone oh, gets that's it. That's a deep hole. Yeah. 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 
That's good. Okay. 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 Good. Thanks. Thanks for signing off. So if someone clicked through and got drive. Uh, La Bamba was also clicked through. Yeah, hey, we, we got people talking La Bamba because the last one. Uh, Georgie Girl was clicked through as well as Nightcrawler, Chicago, The Kingsman, It Chapter 2, The Holdovers, Fuck to the S, Fremont, Rebel, Fuck to the S, Rebel, Dream Scenario, and All Dirt Roads, Taste of Salt. I had that on my list, but then I read more about it. I'm like, you know what? I don't think, I don't think, I don't think I can actually get through that without being uh, upset. This just doesn't seem like an Andy movie. All Dirt Roads, Taste. Hey, if you saw that and you're hearing this and you have my email, will you let me know if uh, if you think I should watch that before the vault is? Because it was on my, it's on my list there. All Dirt Roads, Taste of Salt. Seen it's on it's on a lot of like critics lists best movie of the year just doesn't look like it was really? made for me all roads taste of salt yep yeah. and then cross of iron is the uh, the last movie that was clicked through thank you very much uh, for clicking through everybody and uh, now back to the pro pro three double A batteries hey that's my line you can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we're back. (sighs) Time to talk about some old new movies, which we've been doing, so we're going to keep talking about it. Number two for me. Going back to 1977, the only film that wasn't assigned to us, I think I saw it because you were talking it up so much, or maybe because uh, William, Fr- William Friedkin had just passed away, and I realized that we were going to do a list, and I had some uh, catching up to do, so I saw Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Sorcerer, my number two film that I cut up with last year. Ironically, Wages of fear. Ironically, not a start-to-finish great movie, I don't think, but the parts that are great are really fucking great. Like, I'll never, I'll never forget the, the, the truck on the uh, bridge, on the rope, well, well, I guess it's a wood bridge, but it's a, uh, it is a harrowing scene, white-knuckling it across the bridge in a rainstorm. And uh, yeah, I, I, that is what you want of a movie, which is, if it's not going to be great start to finish, which not a lot of movies are, at least it has some absolutely indelible moments that you're like, I will not forget seeing that. Yeah, it's just it works uh, uh, as a full movie from beginning. It's to end. good, but for the me, setup it, is fine. It's uneven, but uh, for me, but uh, the parts that are good are great. Mm-hmm. So, sorcerer number two. All right, right, very good. Very good. It's, it's, I can't believe there's something better than Sorcerer because Sorcerer is so freaking tight. The most white knuckle ride I've ever had was a movie. Yeah, there are certain parts where you're like, I am riveted. I cannot look away. The dynamite sweats. <sighs> Looks like uh, Eric Robbins just assigned us in real time a three-hour Chinese uh, epic. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Timely. Mm, so we might have to... Uh, I mean, this is your idea to let people... Uh, it was my idea? Yeah, to for the uh, the Patreon level, twenty five a month, uh, people oh. can assign us a movie. Yeah, and what I'm seeing looks fun. It does. I guess it's the only. Uh, it's called the Battle at Lake Ch- Changjing, <laughs> and it's the it's... only large uh, 
budget movie he's ever seen out of China. They're going to say it's the only Chinese movie worth watching. You see all those people just get cut in half all at once? It's a war, oh war epic. I hope they're fighting the United States, and this is like a not-too-distant future. Oh, is a dystopia, yeah. I would like history. I'd be, but three hours? Come on, guys. I mean, can you tell your story in a couple hours? Two hours and 55 fucking minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, back to the list. Number uh, dos for me is uh, a movie that was new to me as I saw it last year, and uh, I had not seen it before, but boy, was I happy that Baby Teeth was assigned to us. Indeed. Brian, we already talked about uh, Baby Teeth a little bit. You want to take it away because it was on your list. Oh, uh, well, well, it's higher on yours, but I guess we can talk about it. I like to hear your voice more than mine. Wow. It's a 2020 film directed by Shannon Murphy. Uh, Shannon's debut film uh, starring Eliza Scanlon and Toby Wallace. Uh, ben Mendelsohn is also in there. It was assigned to us by Nick Eats Cake, and this is an Australian film that swept the equivalent of the Australian Oscars, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Supporting Actor, and Supporting Actress, as well as Screenplay, um, Justified. It's, uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic movie. It really get Streaming on Hulu. We haven't even talked about the premise at all, but it's, it's kind of got an easy A vibe to it, but it's a lot, the, the stakes and the premise is a lot more... I, real life, I, more mirror, mural and dying girl a little bit, a little bit, yeah, because it's got the the, uh, the 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 death on the horizon right mm-hmm. there. But it's about a young girl who doesn't have many days left because she's terminal, and uh, but she's trying to make the most of life, and her parents are great, and they're yeah. trying to do right by her as well. And, and she, you get the impression she's set up for a certain life. She goes to a private school. Private is it all girls? Point one is it's it's like a it's a very. Uh, well-to-do school and she takes the bus then one day she decides hey rather than go to school i'm gonna follow this uh, miscreant and uh, see where life takes me yeah he, he means well but he's much older than she is and he's he's a lot of parents nightmare that to have this guy dating your younger daughter but she doesn't have much time left so they're they're faced with this and it's very much her story but yeah. still the parents are very peripheral and that's why i cited uh easy a because the parents were so great in there as well uh, but they're they're faced with this. I can imagine this happening in real life, probably more oh, yeah. often than we like to think. But like, do we let her live out her dream because it's not going to have any lasting impressions because she's not going to be here to fuck up her child, her adulthood? You know, well, all these questions. I agree, but not even living out her dream. Just do we let her enjoy herself for the last? Whatever it is, two months or yeah, life. living out her dream probably wasn't right. But uh, like, who at this point, who are we to step in? And the, uh, the the boyfriend who was very likable. I mean, also that was that was a point that needed to be made, uh, or, or something that had to happen within this movie. Is if if we didn't like him as an yes, audience, if we identified him as bad for bad her, for her, it yeah, it wouldn't work at all. But he was a played by a, an actor named Toby Wallace, who we have not seen enough of. He's going to be in Bike Riders, I guess later this year. So dumb this movie isn't being talked about this time. Is that the uh, is that the uh, Tom Hardy movie? Tom Hardy movie? Uh, they got shelved. Uh, he's also in the Royal Hotel, which I'm going to try and catch up with. But um, that that was from the the writer director of The Assistant, which um, was also new to us last year, which mm. just missed my list. But he's in both of those movies. Uh, this uh, this Toby Wallace, The Assistant, almost in my list. Uh, I know, me too. The Royal Hotel is not getting the same kind of praise as the uh, the assistant did. But anyways, Toby Wallace, a fine actor, and she uh, is also a fantastic. She, I mean, the the cast is great. Uh, Eliza Scanlon uh, played uh, Mila in in Baby Teeth, and I absolutely love this movie. That great was movie. very good. Very good movie. That good. was your number two. Every what's your three and three and four, four and three? 
Four and three, three and four. Uh, my number four, I had been putting it off because I wasn't inherently interested in the subject matter. I'd heard great things, but I thought, how much could I really give a fuck about a movie about ice skating? But okay. I saw 2017's I, Tanya. Oh, and so God good. damn it, did it pop. It's a good movie. Margot Robbie is fantastic. I think she, she's, she really is. She submitted herself as, as one of my favorites between uh, this Barbie and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, whichever the good one is, she's just always a delight to see. Uh, I really enjoyed this. It, this it was, one could have got off the rails in so many ways. It yes. could have been like the wrong tone, the wrong whatever. It was, it was perfect. It was snappy. It was, it was fun. What it needed to be. I, I love the storytelling. Allison Janney's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the, the dumb, the, the Husky guy who I always think of as, uh, the oh, juggalo um, from, uh, I've got yeah. his name right. You the, think the, the juggalo from always sunny. He, uh, he'll always be Wallace. to me is, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah. Paul Walter Hauser. Wallace. Now, Paul Walter, he's got the three names. He was, he was Richard, yeah. uh, Richard, uh, uh, whatever the, it was the brains behind the operation was uh was really enjoyable to watch. He was too. the one in the Clint Eastwood movie, the uh, the 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 bombing, the Olympic bombing. Yes, yes. There's a bombing in Centennial Park. Right. <laughs> was Richard something. Richard, um, Richard Belzer. Really, really, really enjoyed I Tanya. And then uh, my number three has been talked about a million times on this show. Again, uh, not not that it felt like homework, but it felt like oh, there's bigger movies that I haven't seen, bigger blind spots. Uh, so I've been putting this off, but I finally saw. Thunder Road. And oh. God oh. damn it, Jim Cummings. Yes. Uh, after seeing this, it is astounding to me that he is not... A breakthrough huge star. Uh, he was unbelievable in this. Yeah. Unbelievable, just the caliber of acting. Uh, I think this Such is... Such an audacious opening scene. Not the Winnie the Pooh Jim Cummings. Uh, it's the other, the younger yes. Jim Cummings. Uh, and, and it is, Who's it, Jim Cummings? Never mind. But it was just, I was completely blown away by just the range he shows, how funny he is, how tragic he is, how heartbreaking. And it was such a tight narrative, too. I just responded uh, greatly to this. And it's still shocking to me that he's, not only is he not uh, well-known, not a household name, he's not well-known amongst moviegoers. No. I feel like he's if he, it, out of the radar. he seems he's doing things on his own radar. terms, he's not playing the game. I think that he probably could and be uh, a lot more visible if he were, but I, and seeing him in interviews, he's trying to forge his own path, which I don't know if you can do, even with all that talent and charisma, yeah. I don't know if you can do that work outside the studio system and to the level that he's trying to do. I don't know. I mean, we've seen outliers obviously, but they usually get sucked up into the, right. the studio and I'm sure that he's had suitors uh, it, it, right now. He's got two on the horizon. They're both short films. Um, I, I don't know. But I he just, shouldn't be doing short. He should be in things. He, he should, should be, be booked. He should be turning things down left and right. Yeah, he, he could play, and he's got range, too. I mean, yeah. he, he could play the likable guy and the douche quite easily. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, he, the writer, for those of you who might not remember, just, I think it was last year, the beta test was, uh, yeah, was maybe I, two years ago. I think it was two, years, was ago, two years ago, the beta test. and, and, and Snow Hollow. Uh, but the beta test was like my my favorite movie of the year, or maybe tied with uh, Writers of Justice. Uh, just a really adept, great storyteller, and he tells it with such fervor and, and comedy and he drives the story too with his acting and um, the climb. He was involved with the climb. He's, he hangs out oh, with those guys as oh, well. Yeah, it's yeah. the same type of vibes. And he had, a, tone. he had a fun cameo in a, and Barry in the most recent season. So that, that gets me hopeful that I, it seems like he's friends with a lot of people who are well connected, I'm sure. And in the comedy scene and all that, but I just want him to, 
because uh, I don't know if just his solo project is going to take off to the degree to launch him. Yeah. Especially if Thunder Road did. And I, I don't know what else. We all need more Jim Cummings is what we're saying. Would really get him there. I, I was I was blown away. You somehow did not. I didn't sell it. <laughs> I don't know how. I've been, I've been saying I was for a long still, time. I was still somehow still blown away by just the strength of his performance. Now, have you I, seen the beta test? Yeah, I, okay. which, I, which I loved. So but I, uh, Wolf, Wolf of Snow Hollow? I didn't love that one. No, neither did I. It was good. It was really good. And I would have liked it if it was just like its own thing. But I was expecting a lot because it's Jim Cummings. Yeah. And it's not. It was a different type of movie. He yeah. set out to make a comedy horror genre, film and yeah. genre film. And like that. It just it looked good, though. That werewolf looked pretty yeah. good. But I think Thunder Road is, is the high watermark. And I cannot I'm with believe. You. I'm with you. I like he, Thunder Road he, more than uh, Beta Test. Even that was like my favorite movie of that year. So. He must be turning down a ton of stuff. I mean, there's no way he's, he hasn't been getting approached. Very likable. And projects. you know, I, I've talked about it on the show. But like, it all started with him doing a short film for Thunder Road, which was just him doing that opening the funeral scene. scene. Yeah, the funeral scene, one one shot, and took it to Sundance, and he got to Sundance with it, and was making fun of Sundance the whole time he was there. It was like little video That's vlogs. <laughs> he's just he's he's it's it seems like he's fairly punk rock in his in his uh, ethos and the way that he approaches all this. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think that we, we are for every time he's not in a movie we're we're all um, getting gypped. That's yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. I'm not allowed to say gyps anymore. We're all getting screwed. That's right. Gyp is from what kind of a world is it where screwed is more polite than gypped. You have a neighbor. <laughs> Number one for me is Nausicaa. It's already been talked about uh, a nauseam and kind of, uh, Isn't it a finally... Oh, that's right. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Number one, Nausicaa. I absolutely love Nausicaa, uh, the, uh, the Valley of the Wind. It's great. It's a, it's a great movie. It opened my eyes to, um, I mean, I, I already knew a little bit just from my, my love of Spirited Away, but it opened, like I'm like, I need to see more of his movies, and we have his been doing that. His movies are very light up. with this, with the creatures, or with the fantastical, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think you know we liked Princess Mon- Mononoke quite a bit as well, but uh, for me, I like Nausicaa more. I went back and saw it in the summer in the theaters. I brought my uh, my then six year old, and he also loved it. And uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, it's all about empathy and dealing with rage and um, turning the other cheek and bringing people together and bringing creatures together. It's I, I love it. I love I, the themes. I can't, I can't quibble. Uh, number one for me is controversial because it is the aforementioned Finding Francis. Ooh, really? I, I, bent, I bent the rules for this one. It, it was. Of course, a TV movie. No wonder you're fighting me so much. When I know, why I not? I should have seen There's that coming. a little bit of a foreshadowing. An 84-minute documentary that was the de facto series finale for Nathan For You, directed by Nathan Fielder, signed by Stephen Morris. I'm very glad I saw this. I think about this movie a lot. <laughs> Stephen Morris. You know, he's... Uh... He's like the the he's a he's a very very uh, uh, a large contributor to Loaded for Bear. Oh really? Yeah, very very large. He's a large. Christmas Eve, he 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 threw a whole bunch of money at nice. the project, which is well, very, Stephen. Very thank you for doing that, and thank you for supporting this show by assigning us Finding Francis. I think about this movie a lot, both in good ways and bad. Not bad as in like oh that sucked, but bad as in like that is a very unique character who I don't think I'd like to hang out with. You feel for him, though. You know that that kind of guy is yeah. out there. He lives amongst us, and uh, we get to really explore what that character is. Because you can't, because you, he's one of those people you, where you you can't even imagine what's happening behind in, in his oh, life or behind. Him. Can, you can though, because when you see him going through the paces and like he he has to um, do the role playing on the stage. No, 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 no. But I mean, in terms of if you just ran across him on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah, yeah. being Unchecked. Bill Gates, like you go, dead a day. you would have you would have no concept of you go. What could this man's life possibly be? He's a he's a great example of what happens. 
happens to somebody who doesn't have friends or family that keep them in check. Mm-hmm. And you can yes. kind of just spiral with your own thoughts, thinking that you're right, thinking this is okay, and just go down this path. And Nathan uh, decided to follow him and encourage that path just to yeah. see where it led. And without giving the ending away, the movie still holds up, if you can call it that, without giving you what you're expecting and waiting to see the entire movie. And totally. it's still... It's still he, he somehow makes, nails the landed. He makes some of the most compelling just television that I've ever seen. He really does. J- just what he's able to do with it and what he's able to wring out of you emotionally, which is why the curse blew me away because he did that in a scripted format. Yeah. Which I didn't know if he was he was capable of doing. Oh, Nathan and Jim Cummings need to get together. Oh, that'd you be imagine. Good. They must be friends. They must be friends. They must know each other. We need to broker this uh, this meeting. <laughs> you need to see the rehearsal. I know. And I if do. you respond to Finding Francis, I think you need to see the rehearsal. I have a three-hour Chinese movie uh, that I need compelling. to watch. It's on HBO Max, so easy to watch. I'm, I'm a little bit tentative to say, okay, because he gave us options, uh, Eric Robbins did. And I, I don't know if we should watch a three-hour uh, Chinese war epic because I'm afraid that it might be propaganda. I vote for anything else. Who are they fighting? <laughs> <laughs> who are they fighting? Who are they, but who are they fighting? Okay. In the fierce battlefield in the midst of the harsh weather conditions, Wu Kai Li and Wu Wan Li, two brothers, soldiers, including the brave Chinese soldiers, must fight together and find a way to cope with the invasion of U.S. forces. I'm in. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm excited to watch other propaganda against us. I'm in. It's, it's, that was saved, rescued from the jaws of defeat. It's a... It's very enjoyable to watch uh, their depiction of, of Americans. Oh, I mean, especially right. high ranking officials. We're watching this. I, I, that's what it was. Um, if it was like Korea or something, I'd be like, we're out. Shin Godzilla. I think that's one of my favorite things is their depiction of the U.S. president. Yeah. <laughs> Just the writing is clearly yeah. translated <laughs> and nobody who like actually is a native English speaker was involved. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's just this. You can't even tell what political party he is in such a weird way. He's just like Southern guy that has no sort of affiliation with either party. And it's, oh, it's very enjoyable. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. I'm, I, I've been meaning to see Shinzilla. That'll probably be on my list next year, I bet. Hey, if, oh. I, have, if I have a successful year, Shin Godzilla is going to be on my it's list. A, that's the sign of a good year. It's a very fun depiction of, uh, of Americans. Also, oh. Rands. Oh, my no, one, and two. Oh, one and two. One They're and two. Lost. My number two, I think uh, horror is criminally underrated on this podcast. It's not often get its due. And I caught up on a, on a movie that you both enjoyed tremendously. And uh, this is the sort of stuff I want more out of Jordan Peele. This, mm. this caliber of stuff, which is uh, Candyman. I like that Candyman. I was blown away. Do you away. know what it's like 5.4 on IMDb or something? Really? Didn't it get involved in some political, somehow? I think somehow, yeah. I thought it was extremely inventive the way they did the storytelling with the paper oh, cutouts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought the, the actual cinematography and the way it was shot was amazing. The acting was phenomenal. And the it was, score. The score was Fucking great. score and it was rule. It was there, scary. There was, there was a thriller. There was a thriller element to it. There was tension. And... I thought the the social justice elements of it were very very effective. I I was really blown away by this, and this to me is the caliber of filmmaking I want to see from Jordan Peele. Yeah, I agree. To return to this because this was this is what I'm hoping for. Nia DaCosta uh, is the the director of this one, and uh, she deserves all the accolades. Yeah, it was came her way for this. She and Jordan also- Peele was one of the writers on this. Uh, but I think this is what. So I don't know if that means that Jordan Peele maybe should be more of a writer. If that's where a strong suit lies in terms of, of producing these sort of, because I, I thought this was a masterpiece. Mm, I think it's the writing. This, I think his direction is pretty good. I think. Then may, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever it was, I, I thought this was a masterpiece. I, I was really, really blown away. And by it's how, five point nine. 
5.9 on IMDb right now, which is criminally Ludicrous. low. It got, it, got, it got groupered. Was it doxxed to some degree? It, yeah, it's something, I don't know if it got doxxed. I don't think they let everyone know where the filmmakers live, but uh, well, yeah, it, did I mean, have, it got, got attacked. Uh, brigaded. Got attacked. Tar- I think targeted online. Is brigaded. What, what do I mean by that? But, and, uh, uh, and it's only uh, 90 minutes, and it's really, really, really good. I think this is just a high benchmark for horror, and uh, this is something I would point to if people are like, eh, I don't know if I like horror, I would certainly point to Candyman as... Uh, it's one of those to watch. Coleman Domingo in there. Oh, so good. What else you got? So good. It? My number one, I'm always reluctant to watch animated movies. It just feels like, uh, what is it? Uh, man child, of 30s uh, yeah. need to watch this animated movie for. I was the same way. I caught up on a movie, huh. 2016. Huh. Dusty throughout. Zootopia. Zootopes. Damn was my, it. Is that was my movie. number one movie of the year. It's so, it's, it's so good. Number one, with unabashedly favorite movie of that it year. It just sings. It's, it's so good. Delightful from start to finish. Uh, strong cast, strong performances. And uh, I, I don't know if it's possible to oversell this. Yeah. It, it was just. I hear the stupid. <laughs> so good. The stupid uh, song that's somewhat associated with it because they, they played in the credits, which really bothered me at the time. Yeah. It felt like an ad for what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Uh, who does it? The, oh, she plays uh, like a gazelle. Sh- Shakira. Shakira. It, uh, yes. It felt like a, like a needless ad jammed into that movie. But now. With all these years have passed, like I st- associate that song with the movie, and I was it was on like a CBS the other day, and I started tearing up. <laughs> I swear to God, it's, it's so good. <laughs> it just sets out to, uh, what it sets out to do. Uh, the, the world is so well imagined, and they just really explore. Are you all saying they built the world options. really well? They really did, and. Uh, <laughs> I also, I just miss Idris Elba. I feel like he's not in enough stuff. No. I don't know what's going on with his representation. Uh, he should be somehow bigger than he is. Sheesh, they were talking about making him the next James Bond. I know, but, yeah. he, but he's phenomenal. And this is the, uh, the surly, the surly chief. Oh wait, he was in that old, uh, wasn't that, uh, wasn't that him in, uh, the Bob Marley movie that you said we should have watched? Yeah. Was there another bomb? He was in there, right? Also Boy. called One Love. Yeah, he, he wasn't. 2003. Yeah, I think he was the manager. that yeah. gets shot probably. Uh, but yeah, Jason Bateman, uh, Jenny Slate, uh, Jennifer Goodwin. Just, just a phenomenal movie. If you've somehow skipped this like I had, and it feels like kid bullshit, please see this. Agree. Please, please, please. Brian, that was probably in your vaulties, right? No, I, I like it very much. It's crazy to me. I don't know, Avery, if you because of your aversion to uh, animated films, have you seen Moana? Not yet. Okay, it's so in the Moana, same category Moana for me. and Zootopia came out the same year. Zootopia beat it for um, Best Animated Feature. And to me, Moana's a little better. That's really? insane. It's fucking insane what he's saying right now. That's insane. I disagree. It's so crazy. I said, we're talking about an A and an A+. Plus, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's crazy mm. they came out. We're talking about year. an A and a B. No, Easy. fucking rad. Moana's okay. Uh, can I say I watched that it? That fucking on, chicken needs I, to like I watched, be rewritten. I watched it again <laughs> on I gotta Sunday. add this. Yeah. Watched it again on Sunday. You watched the live action yet? There's no live action. Moana? No. They're getting close to it. I hope not. It's I'm true. Not, I 100% down there, true. I want to walk down there with a fucking... See, like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking glee and, and ruining your life right now. <laughs> Moana. Yeah, I know. I understand that's it uh, being... How do you spell? How do you spell? Upset. That's it. Oh, I, I think Moana's a little better, but we're talking about two great movies. I got to so list. You really believe Moana's better yeah, than Zootopia? I do. That's insane. They're both great. I'm not saying one's bad and one's good. I'm saying no. You're saying one's better than the other. Hairs, I I gotta go with Moana. <clears throat> interesting. What what does Rotten Tomatoes tell you to do? That's interesting. I wonder, but the scores are pretty comparable. How do you spell Moana? M O A N A. Right there, right there. <laughs> Fuck, Candyman was so good. M O A N A. M O A N A. Yeah, IMDb backs me up. But Zootopia blew oh, my mind. Are they the same? 
No, I seven point six for Moana, eight point oh for uh, Zootope. Yeah, they're both really good. Oh, the sloth scene alone. Oh, 500, 541,000 ratings for uh, Zootopia, more than Moana. That's surprising. The sloth scene alone. The sloth scene is great. There are like some shorts, though, that involve the sloth, and they kind of uh, beat that horse. It's, 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 it's too much. Yeah, a little too much. But yeah, the, the sloth scene had me a crying of joy, joyful crying in the theater. I felt like such a douche, but it was yeah. earned. It was That's so right. God, I so love good. Zootopia. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Alan Tudyk's in both of them. Have you watched the new Tudyk uh, I Am a, I Am a uh, Alien movie? No. Yeah, alien Show. I think it's on Netflix or something. I watched the trailer. I'm like, I can't. It has like a... a oh, he's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen it. He, he's like talking to himself in the mirror. I think he's like, you know how long it took me to make this body work? And then there was some fun music and a montage of him falling and stuff in the kitchen. So, uh, and I'm like, no. This, no, this will not be watched. <laughs> Ron's Mando scores. What you think is higher? One is two oh, look, points. Obviously, if you're bringing it <laughs> no. to the table, obviously, if you're bringing it to the table, one of them is two points higher than the other. As he's sitting up straight in his chair, uh, Zootopia is higher. Zootopia is higher, ninety-eight percent versus ninety-six. Yeah. but that's my point. That's They're both great. Better movie. I'm surprised Moana's as high as it is. Moana's no, is, Moana is okay. It's again, it just feels like homework. I'm not saying it is, but the, yeah. they always feel like homework in my mind. Right, you're confusing your, your daughter, the joy you feel I watching your daughter. I love Moana before I was born. So, take that. Mm. I just I just know it'll, they always reduce me to a dusty pad. Yeah. I, I for, what's, for what's worth, I find them a lot of dustier. Also, uh, Rance. Also, Rance. Uh, got Finding Francis, which I left off the list to, to not upset you. Uh, California split. Wait, what do you think is better? The sloth scene or the crab shiny scene? The one apples and oranges. One's a musical I number. I know. They're so good. I got more joy out of the sloth scene. Really? But I'm not a no, music guy. You respond great. to music. See, and I they're think that's really what I'm afraid of, too. I'm less of a music guy in terms of, yeah, musical here's, elements. Here's what I, here's my argument. Great. Here's There's my argument. Answer you bring Jermaine's, uh, you take his shiny crab song out of Moana. And then you take the sloth scene out of Zootopia, which one suffers more? Because when I think of Moana, I think of that, that crab song. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I would say the opposite. I'd say that, that the sloth scene is better, so thus taking it out would be worse. I don't think so, because I think there's so much goodness around the sloth scene that the movie's still... They're both great. Why can't we just enjoy The sloth scene thing? does kick it up that notch, so you're just like, holy shit. Same with the uh, the, the, the shiny. That's a great song. I remember changing yeah. Addie's diapers listening to that song. Do you remember uh, the, the, the uh, sloth's name? Wasn't it like Carl or Stu or... Flash. Flash, that's right. <laughs> All right, also rent. I got none. Uh, California <clears throat> Split, the Altman movie, which I finally uh, watched, the gambling movie, uh, Boston Strangler. Uh, Wait, sorry, what did you watch? Uh, California Gambler? California Split. Mm. Uh, Gould. Gould. Uh, my neighbor, Totoro. Totoro. Uh, the assistant. Go ahead. Yep, me too. But I'm a cheerleader. Hmm? But I'm a cheerleader. Ah, I didn't like that. Level 16. Oh, level sixteen. Yeah, yeah. That, that was good. Pled the ironically named pleasure. Not a pleasure to watch. It was not a pleasure to watch. The Smash Machine, one of the better documentaries I saw. The big hit was surprisingly fun. Uh, Rampage, which was a uh, a uh, William Friedkin movie that which, which I caught up with. Last looks. There was some really good stuff in that last looks, and I think it suffered a little bit because of uh, old uh, Nazi boy over there. But uh, uh, it's a, it's a good movie. Uh, what's his name? Mel, Bro Mel, Mel Gibson. The, the Charlie Hunnam. Yes, yes, I really like that. Rollerless is good. 
Rudderless was very good, yes. And then uh, This Mountain Life, uh, directed a uh, documentary directed by uh, Grant Baldwin. All You've I can think of is, life. I did, it was all together. So good. All I thought was how much Jillian would hate the uh, the uh, snow art. <laughs> no one should ever spend this much time on something. What are you talking about? The, the opens with the guy wearing snowshoes making giant Oh, yes, snow yes. Art. I'm like, Jillian would hate this. Uh, Listener Grant Baldwin, even if he wasn't a listener, uh, I don't know if I would have seen it if it wasn't uh, brought to me by the guy who made it himself. But Grant Baldwin made a, a very, very good movie called This Mountain Life. He also made Just Eat It, which we uh, reference quite a bit. But uh, if I saw this in a vacuum or I didn't know Grant and I, this movie was just thrust upon us, I, this is a very good movie. So it I'm is. not just I'm saying it because he's a listener. Drag Me to Hell was surprisingly uh, effective. And um, a movie I did not enjoy one bit, but I still think about Dogs don't wear pants. Dogs, no, they don't. They don't wear pants. Nick eats cake. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for uh, Finally, for me, I need to at least acknowledge, while uh, I cannot uh, put this on my list, I cannot have two TV projects on the list. Band of Brothers was really excellent. So good. Did you watch all of it? No. I don't think you did, right? I couldn't stop. I watched the entire series. I had no business doing so. I was I sacrificing never, I sleep. I, I was being all like edgy and sketchy for days on end because I'd only have four hours of sleep. But I'm like, I got to watch this band of brothers. The least I could do is watch them go through this because they're the greatest generation. That's true. You got Masters of the Air to look forward to. What's that? Masters of the Air. It's on Apple Plus right now. Oh, it's like dog it's fighting. A, but, but in the sky. It's yeah. the same thing. Band of Brothers, but done in that style. But in the sky. Mm, but okay. in the sky with Austin so we, Butler uh, and Barry Keoghan. Oh, uh, yes. I have seen something about this. And I turn my back. I turn my nose up because it's TV. Mm. TV. All right. My also rants. You'd be their own top five. We're mm. doing this. Treasure Sierra Madre. How is that not on your fucking list? What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? What a year. I know. What the hell? Paris, Texas. Yeah. Porco Rosso, you uh, got to see. I know. I Porco, Porco Rosso gotta see is it. enjoyable. Uh, Charlie Varick, and then uh, this narrowly missed the list, and this will infuriate Anderson, but I did love this movie, Dinner in America. Not in your top 10. Not in my top 10. How is that not in your top 10? <laughs> this is on. I might be mistaken. Hey, I think you're mistaken. <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> if you're listening and you'd like to apply for the open producer position, yeah, them, please them fighting email. words. I mean, so, I, I would expect uh, that to be off of Brian's top 50, but not your to top 10. I thought that. Uh, to we be were, honest. <sighs> How do you recover? He's got, he's got uh, Thunder Road, number one, which lines up, makes perfect sense. And then Dinner in America is. I know. Where do we, where do we go? Where do we go, Avery? I don't know. Are we going to camp? I, I like Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> it was great. Mm. It was good. All right. All right, let's gamble and heal Dinner, these wounds. Dinner in America, you fool. Gambling. Last week we gambled on Drive Away Dolls. I said hi. Anderson gets 86. Brian, 69. Yeah, bro. With 158 reviews. Actual Rotten Tomatoes score is 66. Nice. Making I am dialed in. We'll be watching The Battle at Lake... Shenzhen. We're watching this. Yes. If you can't get to it this week, I'll I'll give you a mulligan. But uh, we, it's three hours, so and we got a lot of like you know oh, catching boy. up to do and whatnot. Yeah. But I don't want to be too far behind with the uh, listener list because I got to go audit, and I'm sure we owe tons of people movies. So uh, what's it called? Battle where? The battle at Lake Shangjin. Shangjin, and I want to see Americans beat naughty. It's gonna be great. It's only a five point five on IMDb because there's a lot of American uh, raiders on there. Probably like, not this, not in my America. Sorry, I should do a different accent. Where can this be seen? Not in my America. Uh, Prime Video for three bucks. Or you can go uh, uh, Standard Def for, for two bucks. Okay. I don't know if you should okay. do that. Oh, there it is. 2021 film, yes? Yes. 
Which one in 2023? Only available on Amazon. A lot of blood in the trailer. A lot of... You know what's... Does does China have issues with blood in their censorship? Because apparently they gave it a a pass here. I don't know. I'll research that. Let's uh, do some gambling. Unsurprisingly, we're gambling on Dune. Part what if two. this movie works on me and I come back? Fuck, come, come in Dune, here next week with a giant red star. Does Dune my... really come out on Friday? Yes, it does. Fuck. If you don't have your tickets, you're fucked. Shang. I've seen like that. I'll be watching like, Shang Jin instead of. If Jin. I do have my tickets, I'm fucked. I'm seeing that shit in IMAX. Yeesh. Okay. Max me out. I got a. I got a number. On three. One. Wait. Oh fucking dude. On three. One. You ready? Uh, all right. One, two, ninety-three. Interesting, because ninety-two. Brian, uh, eighty-three. May have gone too low. With one hundred and fifty-four reviews already. Oh shit! The current Rotten Tomato score is ninety-seven percent. Oh fucking Because they liked the first one quite a bit, and I felt like really, that was like a, a two and a half hour I, setup. I felt the same way. I rewatched it in IMAX uh, when it just did its most recent uh, run. It is a masterpiece. Yeah. I was blown the fuck away yeah. by it. Because we get caught us. up, we get caught up in the uh, in the swell and like the expectations when movies yes, are being and sold. Yes, expecting something. And you to, go in there to change your life, and you're like, eh, it, it didn't change my life. And it felt like nothing happened. But then you go back. It was highly recommend rewatching before going into Dune Part yeah, Two. I'm gonna have no idea. What it, it was a masterpiece. I'm like, what is this spice? Four and a half star movie, possibly five. It, it was an out and out masterpiece. I, I agree I'm just going to sit home and watch Arrival again instead. That's my, that's, that's my fair. move. Because this is already drawing comparisons to uh, Dark Knight and Empire Strikes no. Back. No. No. Yes. No. Empire. Really? Yeah. Fight, more fighting words. Nolan said this is, uh, Nolan described this as his Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but he's been like not the same person ever since watching The Curse. He's like, his mind's been altered. <laughs> it's been warped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the finale. We never talked about it. We never did. And I was going to say we do it today, but uh, I mean, look at the time. My, my child is uh, being released from school in 20 minutes and I'm an hour away. Uh, you got to go back and watch Incendies. Incendies. Yeah. Do I have watch Incendies. That's his early uh, work, 2010. See, I might have seen Incendies. I don't know. I don't think you forget Incendies. Let's see. Middle East. I'm not excited about this. The Journey. Oh, look, yeah, right. Pilgrimage. Seen. The Twins. Have I seen Incendies? Or his very first one. I don't want to see Polytechnic. I feel like I've seen Incendies and it was oh, very good. Let's get out of here with your All right, let's get out of here. That's what uh, I think I've seen. All right, well, what, what's your problem, Bri I don't want to see this. What, Dune 2? You don't mm-hmm. have to see it. Why? I do, I do. You're your mind? Heard in the show. Uh, you got to rewatch the, the first one. Oh, I will, get ne- you I will never do that. Did you hate it? I'm going to watch David Lynch's. I would go back and it would be my number one movie of that year. That's how much I fucked up in my initial watch. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Who did this? Wait. We do it for bad. Credit. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, Comedy Confessional. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next week. Plug away. Plug away. Comedy Confessional. It will be uh, March 8th. Uh, please come see me live. It'll be fun. It'll be in Santa Monica. It'll be uh, at 8 o'clock. They have a liquor license now, so you can get oh. boozed up. That'll, that'll, that's going to change that entire makeup of that show. Oh, yeah. Live and in concert. Please check it out. You can check uh, out at Confess Comedy on Instagram. Uh, and I think there'll be a link in the show notes to find it as well. Uh, it'll be a fun little night. So right. come check it out. Comedy Confessional. Go do it, guys. It's so good that it's everyone's doing it. a fun show. It. 
It's Hi such a good show that everyone's doing. <laughs> that's, that's on the poster, actually. Uh, great listener art from uh, Curtis Helms. Helmies? Helms? I don't get it. It's, uh, it's an after disaster. You of all people should get it. It's an after disaster reference. Oh, because of my my trauma that happened on yes. last week's episode. That is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's your fault, Avery. You're the one who sent it. <laughs> it's awful. I hope you enjoyed uh, all new movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. AndersonBryan.com is a website. Oh, I see what he's saying. He's suggesting that I cannot handle real centipedes, but human centipedes, I'm all about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty good. Curtis, well played. If you friend. want to see Curtis's art, check out our social medias or AndersonBryan.com, <laughs> of course. AndersonBryan.com is a website where we have uh, feature artists. This week, DJ T-Rock and Squashy Night. Yeah, it's my boy. My nice. boy Travis. I didn't. I, I knew I knew this track, but I didn't know it was, it was my, it's my good friend Travis. Uh, the Instagram is Anderson and He makes Brian. hats. He the makes TikTok hats. is Anderson and Brian. The Facebook and the Twitter are The Film Vaults. And, of course, YouTube, The Film Vaults Podcast. Speaking of YouTube, thanks to Eric Kath for helping us out there. My, uh, Mitch Burns, good to have you around again. Uh, be well in the future. Uh, Giovanni, Michael, thank you for your help with this week's episode. Every episode, for that matter. The Fan Vault's over on Patreon. The Amazon banner resides at topandersonbryan.com. And uh, that's uh, just about it. Until next time. Yeah. We do it, Mango!